are listening to the Chompcast, an official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy life to make time for ours. And remember, if you dig what we do, please, please, please go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. Look for our VIP tier. More on that later. We have an amazing show today. Now look, games often try to be funny, but in the end, things can go awry. I mean, Duke Nukem Forever is the prime example of the anti-Borderlands, if you will. It's a game that doesn't take itself seriously, which is a good start, but its jokes are stale and forced, and despite uh, crudity or pop culture references, they fall flat. There are games um, with funny characters, like Mass Effect 2's Morden, or Portal 2's GLaDOS and Wheatley. And I would argue that the latter is uh, a fairly funny game through and through. I really miss Portal 2. Uh, Wheatley. I don't like Wheatley a lot. Hell, um... (laughs) uh, at one point, Paul Tassi of Forbes said Borderlands 2 was the funniest game ever made. Now, look, we can argue about that later. We'll time for that right now. Uh, but the topic of the show this week is comedy and video games. So what works, what doesn't, and why? And we have help from the at SwordChomp Instagram community for our topic of the show. Uh, Borderlands, you know, it felt like an inspired moment for that topic because everyone's still playing Borderlands right now. I'm really in touch with the community and that's all anyone wants to talk talk about right now. Um, yes, Josh, I agree. Wheatley is the breakfast of champions. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Uh, and you threw me off my notes, so go to hell, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, polls this week should tickle your funny bone as we discuss the sadness of playing Borderlands alone. The sadness of never taking multiple lovers. The sadness of not having a banana readily available at a moment's notice. I guess we're laughing at our own pain. Uh, final thoughts on Control with me and Josh. Some sort of weird goose game that Josh has been playing. I, I don't even know. Untitled goose game. I don't know if that's the actual name of the game or Josh fucking with me. Um, <laughs> we have some more Borderlands 3 discussion and OMG. We have a breakdown of Link's. Bleeping Awakening. That's right. Link is woke. All that and more. Don't touch that dial. I know you're tempted to listen to Joe Rogan's new podcast or maybe that bombcast. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Let's get to some intros. From Japan, Professor Layton is here. Oh, he's looking at me. Oh, me first. Yes. Shay is here. Um, we call him Professor Layton if you're new to the show. Shay. You'd be happy to hear that my daughter completed the entire medieval demo on PlayStation. All right. Golf clap. There we go. Golf clap. Yes. I did it just for you. I was like, okay, you're going to play this weird skeleton game that Shay loves so much. Go. <laughs> and she did it. So. How'd she like it? She, she actually had really good analysis. As a six-year-old, her one criticism was she's like, why does this guy walk so funny? I'm like, oh yeah, he has a very weird control scheme in that game if you've never played it. So he does, yeah. The control scheme, without getting too much into it, obviously, uh, is very weird. The cold camera angles and whatnot. It was definitely peak PS1 camera shifting, but it's yeah. still a really good game. The humor in it is still awesome, which we will inevitably talk about later. And the story beats in it are awesome as well. So despite the mechanics of the game not being the best, everything else carries it through. So, but she, she, she does have a good point, you know? Um, <laughs> it was funny that she picked that up. She was like, daddy games don't feel like this. What's wrong with like, <laughs> why does he walk so funny? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty funny actually. Yeah. I like that. 
<laughs> so it's mm. gonna be like your nightmare. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, that game it's there. I wish they would have pushed the art style a little farther because it's almost got uh, a nightmare for Christmas kind of vibe to it with the new visuals, um, with sort of the art direction of like his his character and like that first level and you walk up on the grassy hill and there's sort of like that a uh, glowing moon in the background and stuff. It, the that game has kind of a nightmare for Christmas sort of a uh, vibe going on to it. it. Does it has a very gothic vibe and. I don't. How much? Much of the original did you play, Morgan? Uh, I think I rented it. And I played like three or four levels before I got frustrated. Or it's been a long time, but I think I played like three or four levels. And I think it was Medieval Two, to be honest with you. There are a ton of really good, unique levels in that game, and the f- further, depending on how well they do with the um the art direction and the remaster some of those levels are going to be really cool. There's one particular level uh, that's always been memorable to me that I'm really looking forward to that uh, involves ants. Okay. Anyone who's played the first one. Oh, oh ants so with I'm Woody really, Allen. That's I'm really right. excited oh, to see really how that level goes. tackle Woody Allen's ants. Yeah. That's true. And uh, Christopher Walken's cutter oh, makes, it, oh, makes it into the mix. That's really cool. You see like a yeah. side quest giver kind of a thing? Interesting. In all seriousness, there's keep a really it going. Good, <laughs> okay, there's a really that, good ants level. That was Shay's last really say. Is. Okay, let's stop the joke. Let's stop the joke. Um, okay, cool. I'm excited. I knew uh, that there, there was like if we kept going with that joke, we were gonna burn it to the ground. Uh, we were we were riding almost high enough yeah. for it to be a good joke. So leave it at that precipice sometimes these games do as much as they can right because because like the main enemies in the game in the first level of the demo for example are just these really boring looking zombies and they're really visually uninteresting but that's not the game's fault like spyro had like these really bright and interesting enemies even at the very beginning of that game because the art direction lends to it so i'm curious to see how the enemies go on and on because like it it seems like a really they did a great job with the remaster visually it's kind of along the crash bandicoot lines of things but um they can only do so much with what they're given, you know? Uh, so I think, I think it was, yeah, I think it was kind of a product of the time. And also, I mean, you yeah. honestly looking at it that way for you, I think you are, you and many other people are tired of zombies. So that first level might be like, a okay, this is a, another one of these games kind of thing, but there's a ton of variety in the enemies in that game. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they tackle each one. There's some really cool bosses and enemies in that game. And one of the first bosses you fight is uh, this this uh, kind of like demon monster creature that involves stained glass. It's like a stained oh, glass monster. Interesting. It's really cool. So it's going to be cool to see how they handle the yeah. visuals on these. I'm looking forward to it. I, I like them when they're that faithful. Like, I like that they didn't change that much about it. Although, last question, then we'll get on the other intros. See, this is content. We're getting our medieval shit out of the way right away. Um, did, did the original game have that weird camera view? Because you can hold L2 and zoom in like God of War, and it has, like, a different... It feels just like Kratos slapping away at shit, but you have to hold the L2 button. Do you remember if the original had that? Are, are you saying, like, you hold in and then you kind of just, like, look around? No, you thing? can walk around and, and attack and stuff. Yeah. I don't remember if you could do that, to be honest okay. with you. I know that there were some weird camera angle stuff, uh, different one, different camera angles you could use. I'm not entirely sure if that was one of them. I want to say no, 
but I could be wrong. That might be something that that they introduced into this one. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Um, well, uh, that of course is Professor Layton from Japan. Joshua Fowler's here from Michigan. Jimmy Rustler, <clears throat> the Space Cowboy. Uh, it's funny, right before we started the podcast, Josh was trying to steal my thunder. The first legendary that I got that I posted on Instagram, the Devil's Foursome, is also the first legendary that Josh got. And uh, he was trying to show it off to me, and I'm like, "No, Josh, that's mine. That's my Borderlands <laughs> legendary. No." Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. It's a cool gun, though. It's like a it's a hand pistol that like shoots like three tracking missile things out of it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's badass. Fish was there on the stream, Josh, when I got it, and I was able to rub it in his face. Like, I got a legendary. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> so, so you got the devil's foursome. Do, do you remember what uh, prefix it had? Because like all the all mm. the weapons have like different. I'm sorry, I don't. Because mm. I, I got the satisfying devil's foursome. I don't. Oh, okay. So maybe I probably maybe I got. The, <laughs> yeah. So maybe mine has like another sexual mm. connotation there. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to know. Yeah, it just made me. Whenever I posted the video, it just made me think about the real devil's foursome, which was a screenshot of Catherine, um, Vincent, and the three Catherines would be the real devil's foursome. But hey, Josh, did you pick up Link's Awakening this week or no? Not yet. I have, but I've not had a chance to play it yet. Um, I've been playing a few other things, knocked out Control, and then uh, also played a Untitled Goose game, like you mentioned earlier, on stream on Wednesday. So uh, haven't gotten to. Uh, to Zelda yet. Well, that brings us to our terrifying new dilemma. The one and only Filipino Johnny Depp joins us from Texas. Uh, we call him Fish. And he will be the sole... Sole... <laughs> reviewer, raider, debater, whatever you want to say, of Link's Awakening. That's right, Fish is the first person on this podcast to play a brand new AAA game that people are excited about before anybody else has... Triple A game. Wow. Yeah, Triple A. Would, would you mm-hmm. consider a, a, a remaster a Triple A game? Though? Like, oh, controversial right from the start, Fish. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Asking the big questions. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm. No, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been, I, I got it, uh, when did I get it? I think I got it on Friday. No, it was Saturday. I got it Saturday morning at GameStop. Um, it's kind of a chill day. Like, I just walked into GameStop and picked it up and, um, uh looked at the case and the dude was like hey did you uh pre-order the amiibo and i was like no i did it and <laughs> he was telling me all about it how like you get stuff from the amiibo and everything and you can mm-hmm. uh summon a dark link i guess into your dungeon that you get to create in the game and i was like man this is something that i kind of fucking want to need and uh, i love link's awakening like it's one of my favorite zelda titles um uh, of past definitely my favorite of all the top-down games but um yeah uh i took it home started playing it um, got that amiibo you took the oh, game oh yeah home. yeah i got the amiibo how's that amiibo everything. where do you put that amiibo in your in your i mean you just is that is that the what? first amiibo you have two amiibos right you have some from zelda don't you uh yeah i have the champions from uh breath of the wild and along with uh Zelda and I have a Wolf Link uh, from Twilight Princess as well. No, no Ganondorf amiibo. That's weird. I don't have Ganondorf, and uh. I also don't have Link as well. So mm. I need to get on that. Well, I, 
technically I do have Link because I have Link's Awakening mm. Link. Um, mm, there you go. And standing next to them, he looks very... <laughs> the cartoony just like... <laughs> it's so freaking weird. Going from Breath of the Wild to Link's Awakening, like, doesn't phase me because, like, I, you know, grew up... Or I played, you know, Twilight Princess and um, Zelda's like that, so... Um, yeah, it, it wasn't as striking, but, like... Yeah, I, I definitely like... There's a lot of... I don't know. I, I feel like people are split as far as, like, the look of Zelda or Link's Awakening, and um, I personally enjoy it, um, the art style in it. Um, they totally redone everything in the in the world. Like, um, it has a top-down feel to it, but uh, the game engine is... Uh, they added, like, uh, this... Uh, feel the depth to the game uh, which is cool but um, whoa 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 hold your horses the the link's awakening talk is coming later let's slow it down oh, oh. puppy come on, puppy <laughs> i didn't even have time to talk about how you wanted to have sex with a starfish you're you're really cutting oh. into my intros oh. here oh sorry um by the way go to our vip patreon page uh patreon.com slash sword sign up for our vip instagram account you can see the very starfish uh-huh. that fish wants to have sex with. <laughs> Where'd you find that picture of that, of that starfish, Josh? It's not every day you send me a starfish with a booty. <laughs> oh, that was, that was from the folder. Yeah. Oh, the folder. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. Folder. Oh, that folder. folder. Uh, okay, the folder okay. labeled, uh, what do you label your folder? Uh, video games or something, right? Uh, mm. PC. Uh, notes. Show notes. Yeah. yeah. Um, backup installers yeah those are the more suspicious folders on my computer i have to name it horse porn to make sure it doesn't get looked at um that's that's the way i do it. reverse psychology mm-hmm. y'all missed the part where josh i said the back installers ass oh you missed a good that. one was that intentional yeah oh. you got to uh every now and then you, you gotta <laughs> you gotta i mean back if, it up. yeah exactly like if you don't back it up Fairly regularly, it's just you. It's you're asking for trouble. True. Yeah, I know what you mean. You're asking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about. <laughs> I was looking at that picture. I was like trying to imagine all of Fish's favorite songs, like uh, "Star Fucker" by Nine Inch Nails, and the "Rock Star" by Nickelback, perhaps. Um, mm. Chocolate Starfish. Oh, hot yeah. dog flavored water, perhaps. Classic. All of Fish's classic. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Fish. I'd never put that nickel back on you. I'd never do that. Um, I was trying to find every song I could with Star in the name. I could just go on forever if you want, but I won't. And you know what, Fish? I'm not going to judge you, you know? Yeah, you sure should The animal's you right. Why would, why would you judge him? Who wouldn't nail that starfish? Right. <laughs> what is the name of those ocean rights groups uh, like that protect the oceans and stuff? Because they, might, uh, they might have a problem. OSHA? It's, I'm sure it's OSHA. That's... <laughs> Oh, I got. It sounds right. From, we might be getting a letter from OSHA. So, <laughs> They're making sure all of the uh, ocean pallets are stacked correctly mm-hmm. on the seafloor. <laughs> Until they find out how long it's been for fishing, like, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Fuck all the starfish you want. Um, it's okay. I, of course, in general, mountain time here from Montana. Uh, let's get right into it. Topic of the show: comedy. That's right. Tickle that funny bone, if you will. 
So this is interesting. There's there's a couple games that made this want uh, kind of come to mind for me, and I have some really good responses from the Swordchon community I want to read as well. But comedy in games is interesting. We've never talked about it before, but um, a game like Borderlands is really just going for jokes every five seconds you talk to a character that's you know trying to make a funny um and a lot of other games kind of hide it around the corners or you know going back to things like portal the infamous characters like glados like humor in our medium is a little bit different i think than a lot of other mediums and i definitely be curious to have that discussion with you guys and see uh kind of where it goes so in particular with <laughs> with borderlands coming out um it got me thinking about how cr- there's a split here. There seems to be a split. I want to get your opinion on this because people were talking about it in the comments as I kind of segue into pulling some of these comments up to talk about. There seems to be a segment, a split between critics and I don't want to call them the regular Joe because, of, you know, but it does seem like critics like to. I don't think I found a single critic that thinks that Borderlands is funny, but there must be a lot of people out there that really find it funny from the comments I'm getting from the reply. Why do you guys think? Uh, like Josh, why do you think there's such a split, a divisive split between, between like critics and? I think part of it probably has to do with just the speed you have to get through it as a critic, because a lot of the humor is just kind of, you know, shit jokes and and the like. And if you had all of them from the entire game in the space of you know, a, a day or two trying to just get through the whole game to review it, that's probably going to get grading a lot faster than if you just have, you know, a dumb joke here or there as you kind of, you know, just kind of enjoy your time with it and okay. experience so you it at yourself. your leisure. Yeah. <laughs> you pace out your uh, juvenile fart jokes and yeah. dick jokes. I see. I think, I, I, I mean... I know that some of the jokes just don't work, period. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're just, they just, they don't land. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I think your mileage is going to vary just from person to person. But I'm sure that having to experience all of it at once probably doesn't really help that if you aren't liking some of the jokes, because those are just going to, like, really stand out. Yeah. I, um, yeah, what do you think about that? Do you agree, Shay, or do you think there's just, like, for critics, it's sort of like they have to come out as sort of the, oh, these jokes are just juvenile and, you know, we're above this kind of a thing, or... I... I, <laughs> I don't know. Man, listen that to that weird. pussy. Weird. That was weird. We caught that, right? Hmm. Caught that? Okay. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Warren's cat was meowing in the background, and he left. But, um... Uh... Anyways, I don't really know what it is specifically that is so d- divisive for the critics versus like the average user. Like, I don't understand why the critics have such a difficult time appreciating the humor. Maybe it's something that like they review so many things a day that they're just like, all right, I- I've heard enough poop jokes in my life, you know? Like, for us, our job isn't to analyze analyze games or analyze movies or analyze books whatever any kind of art medium we're not analyzing that as our job where it is these guys' job every to analyze that and Mm -hmm. if i'm analyzing things for eight hours a day and 
half the shit that I have to analyze on a day-to-day basis is about farting, it's going to get a little bit old. Just like if on a day-to-day basis I had to analyze how important of a spice pepper is on half the dishes that I cook, I'm going to get tired of hearing about pepper or any other subject. If I have to hear about it day after day after day, it's going to get old. And maybe that's the same thing with like, you know, some people label it as juvenile humor. I don't mind it in games as long as it's not super overt. But as a critic, I could see that getting old if I have to do it on a daily basis. Yeah, I wonder, I, that's probably an element of it too. But I, I also wonder if maybe like, there's like this need for critics to be a little more like they want to be respected by their peers. They don't want to be the guy coming out and embracing this. It's weird. I feel like there's probably they're, there's they're, probably a yeah. Go to the next meeting. Oh, you're the fart joke guy. It's like right. I, I, yeah, I wonder. Like, like for us, right? It's easy and imagine like imagine in your circle. Imagine in your circle. Sorry, Morgan. If you were known known as the the fart joke critic, like hey, there's farting. Mm-hmm. coming in he's the guy who loves the fart jokes and like that's your brand yeah. of critic well, so here he is he, coming he, in hot and a little wet and, and yeah and to, <laughs> and to, <laughs> he came in he was really quiet he was almost silent as, as josh makes a wonderful yeah i someone get a wipey be, that's a shark joke but yes i agree um the <laughs> there yeah there's probably i to be fair there's probably an extra pressure there when there's Hundreds of thousands of people reading your pub. If there's a little extra pressure there, you you really want to be careful with a fart. Oh That's... God, here we go. <laughs> what have I done? Um, I I think with Borderlands the 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 I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's great either. I think it's just the, most of Borderlands is on the nose. I and I think that's okay. I think most of the humor is just very. Right there, in your face, on the nose, straightforward. Um, or it's not my particular... Like, I love... Like, look, it's easy for us because our brand is the phallic and the philosophical. We make dick jokes all the time. People expect that from us, so it's easier from us. But still, even like Borderlands, it's fine. It doesn't... Like, I don't get upset. It doesn't... I don't go, oh, it's so bad. It's just like, meh. It's... It just... It's there. It's there. It, yeah. It exists. Yeah. Oddly and enough, like, I've, I don't... I've actually... I feel like the writing actually stands out a little more in this game because you finally are, like we mentioned before, are finally going to new worlds and stuff. And yeah, there's, there's, there's the, the, the whole, the entire universe is kind of caught up in these corporate wars. So everywhere is kind of got it rough, but it seems like some of these planets would have enough of a different culture even, you know, taking that into consideration that they wouldn't have so many, you know, like, they, they still seem like they've got the same sense of humor everywhere. Yeah. Like, you'd, you'd yeah. think they'd kind of have different sensibilities <laughs> yeah. well, on different planets. <laughs> they've so. infected it. You know, I, I wish that it was a little more silent in that some of the best stuff in that game that I've seen... Uh, is just sort of environmentally, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. um, like whoa, 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 whoa! Why are we going into Why are we going into Borderlands? Aren't we talking about humor right now? Yeah, no, that's my example because. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I thought you were, I thought you were starting to just, just like magically go into Borderlands. My bad. It's, it's tempting right now. I promise I'm not. Uh, I do want to say uh, one of our new uh, patrons and friends, Gamer Dad eighty three, said. Um, it's because they kept the same consistency of humor throughout the entire series. Um, 
But some examples that he also loved were like Nathan Fillion as Cade Six from Destiny, which I know a lot of people enjoyed. A lot of people just mm-hmm. really like Nathan Fillion. All those, uh, what was that science fiction show you're into, Josh? The Firefly. Yeah, a lot of, um, but no, uh, and he said he appreciated that kind of humor in sort of a somber setting. But they have remained consistent in what they've done. Like they mm-hmm. haven't changed based off pressure over time and stuff. Like yeah. That. And that's something I can appreciate. Whether or not I necessarily connect with the humor, at the end of the day, they've kind of, with their brand. I mean, they've stayed true to themselves. They've stuck with what they've wanted to make and their vision. Even if it's poop jokes, it's it's their vision. And they've stuck with it, and I respect that. And it's not just Borderlands. It's any game that does that. Duke Nukem's done that throughout the years. They've never changed that formula. Um. Trying to think of another funny game yeah, that's kind of been that way. Yeah, I mean, there, there are other games like Crash Bandicoot has kind of some, some of that silly humor, and they've kept that throughout the years as well. I, I can appreciate a game when they, when they have a vision and, and they stick with it. And granted, it matures yeah. and grows, but they still stick with that vision and they stay true to that world that they've set and they've built. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, what uh, hipster dot cowboy said: fart jokes can be overdone, but I would have preferred some more Deadpool esque fourth wall breaking. Um, but I really enjoy Psychonauts for the dark humor and Destroy All Humans for the silliness. Um, yeah. And I mean, uh, they actually, that, oddly enough, here and there yeah. they do have some decent fourth wall gags. Um, like at one in Borderlands? point in Borderlands, yeah, they've got uh, in uh, oh, at one point, um, Tannis is uh, she she goes on like a this thirty second tirade about how people who play games are just you know pathetic children. Um, it, it was yeah. it was it was that was they do. one of the better bits in there. Um, There's so one I, last I don't, don't, don't want to ruin anything in there, but it was, I just thought it was. Yeah. fairly humorous that yeah. they kind of that she keeps going but <laughs> it has like all these different insults so. really beating it in. yeah there's mm-hmm. one last night about like waiting seven years for something which is an obvious fish mm-hmm. what were you gonna say um i don't know good uh, contribution uh, yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> i saw you jumping in there yeah this. i was trying to but I, I i yeah i got busy listening to you know Josh's comment on there. It's tough. You got to store it in your secondary uh, brain cavity, and then keep your first brain cavity listening. Okay. Yeah. That's the stupid. Exactly. Two okay. Yeah, the second All one's right. for cud. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but that's true. Um, I was gonna say two two angles here. One is let's start with this. The environmental stuff in the game, I think, works a little better for me. Like, I don't mind all the dial... And it's difficult. Think about this. Think how many characters are in Borderlands. And you have to try and write a personality for all of them, and then try and make them all funny in their own way. Like, a lot yeah. of it's not... Like, the, the stupid guy in the underwear with the cape on, that doesn't, that doesn't work for me at all. Um, but, you know, they're, they're, it's how comedy is, right? Half the swings you take are going to be strikeouts, and mm-hmm. hopefully half of them are going to be home runs. Um, but I would say this Flack is a great character to play because he says, like, the first time he comes up on Ellie, who's a very large woman, and he's just like, you have a very admirable heft, Ellie. <laughs> he's, like, it's, it's just the way he says it to her is, like, such a polite way of saying, I respect how large you are, mm-hmm. um, in that weird Flack voice he has. Like, Flack is sort of 
yeah, that's going to bleed into a conversation later. Um, but one of our, somebody else mentioned that, I think it's Mr. Hicks, as I pull up his comment here, mentioned that the admirable heft thing from Ellie as well. But what I was going to say was, there's little touches in the world, like, environmentally. I found a toilet on the top of a giant fucking tower, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, who's going to use this fucking toilet? <laughs> it's 800 feet in the sky, and how terrifying would that be? Or slash amazing? Um, there's, like, little posters you'll find. Like, I found one for, like, a sex doll. That looked really interesting. I was like, oh, I will screenshot and send it to Fish. I don't want to get him too excited. Um, it was like some sort of weird, like... Mm-hmm. And, they, and, they, and, like, they carved out this little, like, area where there was, like, sleeping bags and those little um, ads for that little sex toy. And I was, like, imagining, like, a little depraved bandit sleepover and stuff. Um, and, then, and then, like, the when you get to the first boss, there's, like, these giant uh, stained glass windows of the villains who I don't think are really that great, which we can talk about later. But I like sort of the way that they're humorously evoking them in the world. So I think that they do a lot of good stuff in, in the environment, in the environmental storytelling that, that works mm-hmm. more so than just the writing. Yeah. I do like that some games really try and not take themselves too seriously when it comes to the writing, like a Borderlands. I also like when it comes to humor, I like some of those games that unintentionally become humorous because of some, something that's happened in the game or something that is happening in the games. Like, for example, Fallout. Yeah. When you are playing Fallout and all of those bugs happen and that shit is humorous. Like, you see an enemy that's coming at you and all of a sudden it falls through the floor and it sits there and it's trying to get through the floor and it's going up and down really fast. Or, like, in Fallout's not the only one that or any of the Bethesda games, that's not the only set of games that's happened with. That's happened in so many yeah. other games, like those inherent bugs that just happen and it bugs, generates humor. Yeah. I think that's great too. And like sometimes, you know, developers have the choice on whether or not to fix it and they choose not to fix it and they leave the jank. Mm-hmm. And that induces the humor as well. And I love that about video games too, is like you can find that jank in there and sometimes it's really funny jank admirable jank mm-hmm. um yeah it's true it's true i didn't think about the bug side i think <laughs> no, that's admiral jank, yes but, but close no still worth it uh, <laughs> uh what do you guys think of claptrap? close enough baby mm-hmm. do you guys find claptrap funny because epidemic said claptrap was hilarious gta4 had some funny moments yeah uh, in this series as a whole yeah sorry keep going with that didn't want to interrupt the comment but yeah no you're, he was just mentioning claptrap and gta as examples that he found yeah, I think this is some of the better Claptrap writing from the series. I think Claptrap is actually really funny in this one. Like, they've, they've yes. done a great job with, with a lot of the dialogue that Claptrap has here. Um, like, one of the side quests you have in this one is to find scrap parts and build him a friend so he has someone yeah. to not be alone with. And the dialogue, when you start finding those parts, is so good. Like, they, mm-hmm. they, those are some of the better, best jokes in the game those are they're they're really good so they I, are I absolutely agree with them on that so uh somebody uh let's see failed everything said me and my friend laughed for a good 10 minutes with some of the death lines that people say and we've heard them probably a million times so i'd say yes it's mm-hmm. working um favorite one is don't look at me during i haven't heard that one but it makes <laughs> yeah it's, uh fucking flax says some really good ones when people die ah god i wish of course oh he said he said something that made me laugh the other day whenever you pet his little skag 
he was like, uh, God damn it, waggle. Talk about his at the at. He's like talking about his skag waggling, the little booty waggle. You mm-hmm. remember what he says, fish? God, help me out here. Come on. Throw no, I don't. I don't. Uh, I do. I do. I think I do recall him say, having a comment like that. So you're not making that up. No, of course I'm not making it up, fish. <laughs> God damn it, that's all you got to give me. I'm not a liar. <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm supposed to be nice to fish. I mean, I'm sorry. (laughs) You're not a liar. (laughs) Oh, I love you, fish. (laughs) You're trying to say it. (laughs) 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 Uh, I just like, I just think flack. (laughs) God, I just, I leaned on. I leaned on a crumbling wall. Crunky said, uh, I'm going super old school, but Secret of Monkey Island and Day of the Tentacle were awesome, funny games back oh, yeah. in the day. What? Why were those games so comical at the time? Was it just sort of like a charming, whimsical kind of comedy to them? Those old um, adventure games? Yes. They, they were some of the better adventure games of just all of them. But they realized how ridiculous the logic of adventure games was okay. and, and poked fun of it while, the, while they were kind of taking advantage of the same tropes and stuff. Um, like hmm. one of, I'm going to spoil a puzzle from a, you know, 25-year-old game here, but whatever. Um, the, <laughs> one of the solutions to a puzzle in The Secret of Monkey Island is to catch a monkey to use as a monkey wrench um, on this pipe somewhere that you need to... Um, anyway, it's just like, they, they get how ridiculous some of the moon logic is in adventure games, and would just play into that. So you'd have solutions to puzzles that are just like... Like, they make sense whenever you think about just how ridiculous a lot of games do stuff, instead of kind of... Anyway, but but then just the stories on top of that had really interesting characters and just just funny funny moments. Um, that that yeah, same game, Secret cool. of okay, cool. Secret of Monkey Island, had one of the big mechanics as you're trying to get off the island. To the the first time is that they were kind of parroting all the old Errol Flynn pirate movies and how mm-hmm. while they're having a, a duel or something on the ship there. They'd have witty banter the whole time, and the there's a sword fighting mechanic in the game, but the sword fighting mechanic is the witty banter. Like you have to have all the the right comebacks and stuff to people as they're as you're fighting them, um, and that like that's the combat mechanic. You just have to you have to be wittier than them while you're in a sword fight. Um, yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Uh, Naaman said probably anything from the Yakuza franchise, which got me thinking about how a lot of, um, Japanese games are funny because in like a different sort of cultural sense that I always really enjoy, like, um, for anyone who follows a lot of anime or every now and then we dip into something like Catherine or Persona, they just have a very unique style of comedy because it's very Japanese. It's very much of that culture and you get a little dose of that, which I always think is fun. Um, it's a, it's very over the top. It's very yeah. cultural, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They have like their own certain brand of like perverseness. Like one thing that really, really like sticks out. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, Tell me more about the perverseness. Go ahead. 
Did I say that wrong or something? No, Josh is just excited to hear you get perverse. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, well, the the whole thing with uh, sticking your finger up somebody's butt, like that that just doesn't that doesn't happen in America. What, yeah, but it, where think. did you what? Back up a little bit. This is a common thing you see in in anime. Well, in anime where you the. I, <laughs> Are you sure it was anime and not hentai? Oh my god. No. no. Am I making this right. up or something? No, what the you're fuck? not making okay. this up. Morgan's okay. just okay. What the not hell? heard of I'm this somehow, even though he's had it I explained to I... him. Oh, okay. Okay, so tell me more about the finger and the butt thing. Okay. Um. Well, no, it's 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 not an actual finger in the butt, Morgan. It's not it's not sexual at all. It's 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 supposed to be funny. You're supposed to the Japanese kids do this to each other, and I don't know why. I don't know where it comes from, but it happens in Japan, and it's been shown in uh, plenty of animes that I've seen. Um, it, but essentially, whenever somebody's bending over or is unsuspecting, another kid will come up behind them, um, form kind of like a finger gun, and jam it right up their butt. You're talking about the concho. Is it, is it, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's called the concho. It's called the concho. I get yeah. one of my students tries to concho me and and touch my penis on a daily basis. He'll come up to me and he'll be like, "Penis touch, okay?" I'm like, "Get the fuck away from me!" Oh, and I'll wow. be like, "All right, concho," and I'm like, "Get the fuck away from me!" Why would no, you want to put your fingers on my like ass? I'm you don't know how in, clean it is. I feel like I'm living in the wrong place, so. dude. <laughs> okay, like I have a really quick funny story for you, and then we'll get back to the topic. I've been wanting to tell somebody the story since yesterday midday so i think it was after like the the main classes i'm heading back to this teacher's room really quick and no sorry it's after cleaning we clean um the school every day from three about 325 until about 340 all the students most of the teachers clean and so I finished cleaning with some of the students and I'm walking back to the teacher's room and I look to the left of me and there's a staircase that goes up to the third floor of the school, which is where the third year students are. And I see three of them just kind of standing in the stairwell right by the teacher's room and one's pretending to jerk off the other and the other's like, <laughs> like sitting there laughing about it. I'm like, I look at them and I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, Shay Sensei. And I was like, nope. And I just kept walking to the <laughs> Teachers. <laughs> I don't, I don't, like, get don't fucking say my name while you're doing that. Sometimes the way you describe Japanese culture, it feels like very liberal sexually, and then sometimes it feels very like a sheltered sex. I can't get a read on it. It's just very confusing for it's, me. It's it's it is very it's very confusing to live in it too. Let me tell you, as a foreigner, but no, it, up until up until high school, I would say, and I have limited experience with high school. They're very 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 open with like their sexuality and ex kind of experimentalism to a point like i i don't know what goes on behind closed doors when it comes to junior high school kids nor do i want to but uh they will they will do things like concho each other and touch each other's dicks or boobs and stuff like that and they're they're experimenting they're trying to figure out what these things are and i don't necessarily think that's a good or bad thing but i think it's a thing we'll just leave it at that Okay. And when you get to a certain age, you're expected to grow up and grow out of those behaviors. And obviously, I can't walk around in my teacher's room 
go to like some 38 year old man and be like concho because for obvious reasons that's going to be a little weird okay so they, it's a little rougher on like the a, hemorrhoids as you yeah, uh, yeah, as you get yeah. older so there's like a, yeah. okay that makes sense man yeah, it'd be really tough fish is absolutely right about the concho it ha- okay, okay. happens on a daily basis and i see it on a daily basis like i walked into my special needs class yesterday and there's one kid sitting on top of the other he's like he's like and then it's like he dove in the other kid's like ah like oh my god i'm pretending i like i hate this but i like it and i was like what the fuck is wrong like i looked at one of the teachers and i looked at her i'm like i looked at her and i was like why nande and she's she started laughing she's like what i don't know and i was like all right whatever um that's great thank you for that shay uh Uh, Xander dot Scribante. I mean, like, I'm surprised, like one last thing, one last thing. I'm I'm surprised because like a lot of people will drop like, and I'm going to, I'm going to go, go with me. Trust me. I'm not going to take it to a bad place. There are a lot of people that will racially profile other races. I'm surprised that no one has called Japanese people brown fingers because of the conchos. I guess you can start. You can well, be maybe, the first. I'm not going to start it, but I'm just surprised that hasn't been an insult that's been lobbied. Like, I haven't yeah, been in a Call like, of Duty chat. It's because you have to know too much. It's too it's too intellectual. You'd have to really be in touch with the culture to understand it. Maybe it's just, it's too deep. The fingers are too deep. I don't know if sticking your fingers in someone's ass is too deep. <laughs> I mean, I've never, I depends on the I fingers. Probably, I guess I should probably yeah. try it. Like personal. Josh is gonna hate going back and editing this. No, he's, he's gonna, gonna hate it fun. so bad. He's gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Josh, are you guys talking about? No, I do this. I do this every week. I'm like, "Well, the show is canceled," and then somehow I end up posting it anyway. Every week, <laughs> every week. So it's oh, great. <laughs> well, the more. I got your topic out early. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, we're only going up from here. Mm-hmm. Xander.Scribante said the pre-sequel is useless upgrade for Jack, which I need to look, which is just them congratulating you. I don't know what that is, but it sounds funny. I need to look it up. Uh, and then he said that in the Prince of Persia games, when you die, the prince is, no, 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 that didn't happen. It's so like, like little sort of um, subtle things in yeah. the storytelling seem to really connect with this, uh, this particular fellow. I wonder what I want to see what that useless upgrade thing is now because that, that just sounds. I think um, I think it's kind of like the similar like one of the Fallout upgrades that just increase the amount of blood. Yeah, it's a similar sort of thing to that, but it's just like oh okay, it's it's, it's just okay, kind of humorous. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And you know, Chris Avelli said uh, Trover saves the universe, which is one of the few games I haven't had a chance to play, but that's only because I haven't. I've never been super big on the Rick and Morty stuff, and it's not, I'm just not familiar with it like a lot mm-hmm. of people are. Um, me and my daughter watched a lot of the first, which makes me sound like a bad father. Me and my daughter watched a lot of the first season of Rick and Morty back when it, way back in the day, because she, she didn't understand the, the, the dark jokes. She just thought it was like a pleasant comedy. Um, and I look back at some of those, and I'm like, man, I shouldn't have let her watch that shit. But uh, yeah, it's the same people that. Um, you know, make a Trover City. And that's in VR, too. So. I'm curious. Oh, yeah, I know, Josh. Is... <laughs> oh, I did have a pretty good example, weirdly enough, with Control, too, because 
Control is some of the darker comedy I've seen in, in, in a game in a while. Like, there's some stuff you find in the edges in Control. I tried to think of a good example that's not too much of a spoiler. But uh, there are little things like the number two pencil thing in the, one of the early documents that you read. Um, you guys remember that where it's like telling you all the things that you cannot have in a certain area and everything sounds super serious, you know, and then oh, it's like yeah. a number two pencil and you're like, what? What the fuck? Why? Yeah. Why? Just like strange uh, things, strange rules you have to follow. They do have some he, weird stuff yeah. like that. Um. There's this, uh, there's a furnace that this, there's like this long voice message and this lady talks about how this furnace is like alive and all this stuff and it's like talking to her and she's like needs to feed it and like after it was over I kind of like darkly chuckled myself I was like what the f- yeah. this is, what the fuck is going on like a lot of dark sort of uh, co- there's, there's a uh, there's a follow up to that way later if you happen to find the memo where some guy is complaining how they don't use the furnace to dispose of any of their classified materials um, it's like they, they have all these shredders and stuff and they have this whole protocol and they could just burn it in the furnace but like so he's he's sending a complaint up the ladder because he doesn't realize that they obviously can't give classified documents to the sentient furnace. So <laughs> it's, too, it's too dangerous. Yeah, right? no, we, can't, we can't do that guys. So, but anyway, so uh, they, they can't tell him that because then he'd, he'd know that the furnace is sentient. So right. <sighs> that game is really good. There's mm-hmm. a lot, there's a lot of funny doc- documentation in that game. Now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, and there's also, I'm not going to mention it, but there's a mirror. There's a voice message you you listen to, and there's this crazy like mirror like world, you, and then you go back. Oh man, you know what I'm talking about Josh and people mm-hmm. listening. Did, did you, you get the? That? Did you get the outfit from finishing that one? I saw the outfit in the sequence. Did not get it, so that means I missed it. Oh. Mm. But I do have the outfit you get from finishing the game, which I don't want to spoil either. So I just yep. use that one. Okay. Um. That reminds me, like, your conversation kind of reminds me of Dead Rising 2. Because that, that, that was part of the funny part about that game, too, is like, oh, one and two is what you can wear. Because you can put on some of those silly mascot heads. And then the crazy weapons you make that are ridiculous that you end up killing zombies yeah. with was really funny as well. And I think that was one of the high, higher points of Dead Rising 1 and 2 was the comedy in those games as well. Yeah, it was an awful lot and it like wasn't the, the campy of the horror movies. Like, it's like let's just try to make the most ridiculous thing we can in order to, you know, kill enemies. Like, here. Yeah, like the John Romero kind of like Evil movies. Dead. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I I will say my sort of final thesis on this because uh, I've been thinking a lot about this as well, and I want to thank everyone that left a comment. Put every Thursday, check the Sorchop Instagram for a chance to chime in on the show. Is that I think for me personally, video games that use environmental storytelling in interesting ways, um, like we talked about the Control and Borderlands, because we want to escape into these worlds, right? A lot of times that direct mm-hmm. dialogue, it can work. Like GLaDOS is a great example, and there's some things in Borderlands that hit. But I feel like our medium is unique, right? There's a lot of stuff in the world that can make you laugh through exploration that's different than a movie where 90% of what you're getting is interaction between the characters talking, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll I'll get into this more. I kind of want to don't want to do an awful lot before we get into Untitled Goose Game, but that's it's it's one of the funniest things I've played all year. Um, just because, <clears throat> excuse me, just because of the interactions, like you're playing a goose and just causing trouble. Um, but the way everyone else reacts to you, it's the same sort of um, just kind of 
emergent things. Like there's there's no overt comedy there. Like nobody wrote a joke. I mean, yeah. a, a, as such in this game. Uh, like there's not even any um like spoken dialogue there, but it's just it's so funny. It's so funny the way you interact with the world. Um which is just really, really cool. Like it's something that kinda like kinda like um Che was saying you'd stumble across some of the just interesting situations in Bethesda games. You'll kinda do that in, in this game an awful lot. Not not like the bugginess, but just kinda like the what what am I watching? Like like this is just just hilarious situations. So Yeah. I'm surprised, Josh, that you didn't mention the Messenger or Undertale as some of the comedy games that you like. Cause I, I remember when I was watching your streams of the Messenger, you really yeah. love the comedy in that game. And it is pretty prevalent in that game as well. That one is a weird case because that one is like completely on the writing. Like there is so much really, really well written, just dry comedy in the Messenger. Um, which is your style. Yeah, for sure. like it's it's so good and it's 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 not even like game comedy so much. I mean there's there's stuff there that only works cuz it's a game, but so much of it is just it's like Isn't it's it's genre written comedy? word type jokes. Well, it's really good. Isn't some of it too like if you've played a lot of those kind of games when you play the messenger there's a lot of stuff that's going to be funny to you just because they're sort of doing funny things with those tropes. There kind of a few of them, a few of them, like they do interesting things with the whole, um, I mean, I was, it's funny. I was, um, talking to, to characters multiple times just to, to make sure you exhausted the dialogue. They do an awful lot with that as a mechanic in the messenger, um, with, uh, like the shopkeeper will have, he has tons and tons and tons of dialogue, uh, related to yeah. you pestering them about something um instead For of sure. having just like one or two things here like it just it's 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 insane how much dialogue they put there that you only get if you try to exhaust the dialogue options um which is just a very gamer thing so yeah yeah cool well yeah um yeah and i mean I, it's hard for me to think of a. I was trying to think of like the funniest game I ever played before this, and I just didn't have an answer. I just didn't have one. I tried real hmm. hard. It's just I think I have sporadic moments in games, but there wasn't one where I'm like that game is hands down the funniest game I've ever played. It made hmm. me sad. I think one of the funniest ones I ever played personally, looking back, would probably be Super Meat Boy, just because like it hit me at a time where. Like my my humor was still developing into what I liked, and granted, I don't think it would fly now, obviously. But seeing a fetus in a jar be your main villain, mm-hmm. said fetus slapping yeah. someone every time he kidnaps mm-hmm. this person, and like all the little cutscenes after you fight a boss were funny, uh, and seeing you just get ground ground or grind it into like bit all the time it's just like there's a lot of humor in there for me personally in that game and i at the uh at the end of the day 
I guess for me to sum up my thoughts on humor, because we, we've kind of been all, all all over the place and whatnot, but for me, I think humor not always should be forced and should never be forced into a game, but if it could be fit into a game and it makes sense, I think it should, because that's a part that's a part of the human experience every day. We yeah. encounter something humorous, and at the end of the day, we decide within ourselves if something that we experience is funny or not funny. And sometimes there are jokes that are made in our daily life that just miss the mark yeah. for us personally. And we don't understand. And other people are like, oh, that shit's funny. And I, for me, sometimes, and for other people, I'm sure, too, are sitting there wondering, like, why is this funny? But it's funny to other people. And I think those things should be in games from time to time when it does make sense because that makes it feel more inclusive and that makes it feel more like the human experience at the same time i could see where other people would disagree because they want an escape from that human experience so to infuse humor into games may feel too much like real life and i get that too but for me the closer we can, the more we can put humor into games or the right amount we can put in um, games to make it feel like the human experience, I'm cool with. Yeah. And also, Shay just loves a good fetish joke. Uh, whenever we were yeah. playing PT together, he just would not stop laughing when the fetus in the sink, uh, it was real weird. It just it was really mm. uncomfortable for me. It just started cackling when he saw that fetus. I, I don't know what it is, but uh, strange guy, I say. Strange, I am. I am strange. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of fetuses in there. No, that's true, though. Yeah, it's well, it's like humor in real life, right? It's from person to person, it's going to vary greatly. Uh, so thanks for all the comments. As we transition here to games, I want to say if you want to enjoy some comedy, you should definitely make sure that you follow us on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash swordchomp. Me and Fish have been streaming Borderlands, eating spicy bananas covered with hot sauce. Um, Shay's been streaming all sorts of stuff. He's been sick, though, but he'll be back. God knows what kind of weird Jake game Josh has been streaming. Did you stream the Goose game? I did. I, I streamed okay. that start to finish. I guess um, it's a good transition to the Goose game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was kind of an unexpected thing. I was planning on wrapping up Nights and Bikes on Wednesday, but then Shay was sick last weekend, so I ended up filling in for him, and they did something else to play on Wednesday. So mm-hmm. I ended up ended up playing the Untitled Goose Game, which is one I've been watching in development since since they kind of first, first showed any of it. Um, and it's... Uh, how to explain it? Um... It kind of hits on the same. Let me guess. Let me guess. Is, it, okay. Is it is it like Donut County? Is it kind of like that? Hey, there's a little bit of that in there. It's a similar sort of. Damn it. Goal it's that they're trying to get. They're, they're they're trying to scratch the same itch, but they do it in a different way. Um, it's it's essentially the same itch they're trying to scratch as something like GTA. You're. You're in there to cause trouble. Like that's okay. that's it. Like you're, it's it's fun to just be an asshole in these games sometimes. But the thing that works so ridiculously well about this is you're a goose. Like 
everything you do is just it can't be that bad. You're a goose. Like everyone else who's having a problem with you is having a problem with this, you know, bird. They should just be able to scare off. Like it's like yeah. anything you're doing <laughs> it's there. Just a goose. Like, come on, guys. Like you're you're getting outsmarted by a goose. So it makes okay. even the dumb things that you're able to figure out seem ridiculously clever because just because of the player character. Um like you're smaller, you don't really have a huge move set but you're still able to cause all this trouble for an entire town um, as a goose. And it's just, it's, it's really, really good. What um, is the actual gameplay like, though? Because I couldn't really get a read on what the, the hell. <laughs> the gameplay is mostly about kind of like, it's, hmm, I'm trying to think how to explain it. It's almost, it's almost <laughs> like, it's almost kind of like uh, um, Hitman or something, where you're like trying to figure out this weird simulation and figure mm-hmm. out how to how to how to get somewhere and do a thing. Like, all right, I've got I've got to go do this. Like, you you end up you have a every time you get to a new area, they give you a checklist of just ridiculous things to do. Like, um, and so you have to kind of just poke at the simulation in order okay. to try to get the response that you're looking for. Um, okay. And so you end up just doing all these ridiculous things to try to get just the the desired response out of all the people living in this town. Um such as like trying to steal a gardener's keys. Like okay, I'm I'm going to need to get him to hold still for half a second so I can sneak up on him and and just steal his keys. That's like one of the early ones. It's like it's not all that complicated. But then once you've stolen his keys, that kind of, it has its own tree of possibilities after that. Like, okay, now I could get him locked out of his garden if I want to. I could, like, there's all these different options because of other things that you've done. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's really satisfying because even if you don't get the desired response, something interesting still happens because it's still just like poking and prodding at this at this world as as a goose um yeah it's it was it was so much fun like i i sat there and laughed the entire entire stream um, really yeah i love how i love that it's such a josh thing everybody in the world is playing Link's awakening and borderlands and josh is playing some goose game that i've never heard of is <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> untitled goose game I, I will mm-hmm. never forget. Then why can they find a title for it, Josh? Come on, that's part of the humor. Goosing around, goose go- I don't know. I can't think of any good goose jokes. Hmm. Maybe that's what they. Maybe they couldn't either. Like shit, I can't. I can't think of anything to name this game. Yep. Nothing. Nothing goosey <laughs> comes to mind. Uh, that's cool. Uh, so the gameplay, like you said, is just sort of poking at the simulation. Sort of like you'll just walk up the different things. The it's world will experiment with the. Yeah, there's, the there's, like, there's, stealth is a fairly big element, because, like, you're, you're a goose, a lot of people don't want you there, like, the, the, the garden at the beginning, like, the gardener doesn't really want you there, but he's not, like, super annoyed by you, and then by the time you get, like, closer to the end of the game, you'll get, like, oh, there's this outdoor pub, and the owner really doesn't want you there, so, like, if he sees you, he'll end up chasing you off and stuff, um, mm-hmm. so stealth is kind of, one of the kind of more prevalent mechanics going on there. 
but there's just so many varieties of things. I mean, you, you have a very limited control set. Like you, you can honk at things and you can grab them with your beak. That's, that's like, there's, there's not an awful lot you can do as a goose. <laughs> Gra- um, that's the goose. That's the goose play, Josh. There's yeah. not a lot you can do as the goose. Yes. Yes. Um, but, but like a lot of the, it, it's, it, I don't know how it works as well as it does. Is kind of what it boils down to. Like it's, it's really, it's really funny. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it is just, a, it's a joy. Like it's, it, yeah, it really a was a fun time. It's so light, it's so lighthearted too. And like I watched you play it a little bit on stream and it's definitely obviously a game that doesn't take itself seriously at all. Mm-hmm. But it, I think it's a lot of the humor in that game comes from inherently what happens, like what can happen. It's not as much the writing as it is more of the situations that arise, which is kind of mm-hmm. what you were talking about earlier. Well, one of the parts that I was watching you play that I was laughing about is I remember you were trying to get uh, this older couple to pick up this box. And, and you kept like, as the goose kept trying to get them to pick it up and they wouldn't pick it up. So you'd hop out of the box right in front of them and get right back in the box. And then they'd be like, huh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It kind of is in a way, yeah. And it's like, it's absurd that as a goose, you're trying to be sneaky. Like, you could never possibly imagine, like, an animal like a goose trying to be sneaky. And that also is where the humor is derived from as well. Mm-hmm. It, but, yeah, yeah, it's it looks funny, and it looks right up your alley. And it actually gave me the question of, have you ever tried the game I Am Bread? I've watched that a decent amount. I've not actually gotten around to playing it, but I've I've watched several streams of it because it's like that's it's a similar yeah. sort of thing. Like just the yes. absurdity of what you're trying to accomplish is, uh, is 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 just it's just funny and like that's yeah. that's that's more in the genre of like the uh, um, oh, what's uh, what's um, the Octodad one. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where it's just, like it's kind of in that. Um, flop, like, or quap? What is it? I'm anyway. But like the just just performing the mechanics of the game don't work. Like it's intentionally bad controls. Like I'm gonna try to accomplish this thing with just a tool set that doesn't work. Like it's not designed for this. Like let's let's see if I can, you know, um, right, accomplish something that I like. Let's. All right, I'm I'm gonna try to hammer in this nail with uh, what what do I have? What do I have? I've got a toothpick, um, and three marshmallows. All right, we'll we'll do it. We'll we'll do it. We can we can do this. Right. Um. And right. It's, it's, it's just it's so ridiculous a concept. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it'd be fun mm-hmm. to watch you play that on stream, and also that new game that came out, the KFC Dating Simulator. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I was just I think, thinking about that. I think I think Fish needs to stream that. Is Fish that needs to stream daddy? that. Oh God! Fish doesn't have a PC. He can't stream it. Uh, is that that must well, be from the daddy? Fish was finally going to speak up, and you took it for from him. <laughs> it's just about to say that, mm-hmm. and you took it from him, Morgan. I didn't take. I didn't take nothing. You deprived us of our fish time. I'm just saying. I mean, good luck. Me and Fish are trying to do the impossible and finish an entire game on stream. All right. Mm. I want nothing to come between that. Uh, it looks just like it's made. For, it looks like it's from the people that made uh, the Daddy. Um, yeah, they're, it's the those are the only guys who make dating sims. Just it's just well, them. I, 
the so art a... style. The art style reminds me a lot of that one. Plus, that dating sim was huge. As far as dating sims go, that was one of the few dating sims I remember like, getting a lot of publicity. So I'm curious. I'll find out who makes it. What was the name of that? It was called, like, Daddy... Dream Daddy. Dream Daddy. That's what it was. My wife got really into that game. I should tell her about this KFC dating thing. Um... <laughs> Think about what you just said. Listen back real closely. It said it's not sexy, not sexy at all, according to Polygon. So, although course, finger licking that, good, you said I should really tell my wife about this KFC dating simulator. I that's know. A, that's a, that's a sentence I should never say. I Means you know, <laughs> can't talk. If you want to support us, remember go to patreoncom swordchomp. Um <laughs> It's, <laughs> it's finger-licking good. The transition. <laughs> you can see pictures of fish. Um, you can see some pictures of fish with a six-pack glistening in the sun. Well, not really. He's in his uh, bathroom, I guess. Uh, hmm. <laughs> we need to really step you up the six-pack game there. That's... Hmm. Right? Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, if you, if you sign for our Patreon, we have a, such an incredible uh, group of patrons. We had a, a, a really f- great week, uh, from Gamer Dad that I mentioned earlier, one of our new patrons to Hipster Stefan. Um, we had a uh, new patron, Crashy0407. Thank you for joining the group. Uh, and we just got a new one today as well, actually. Um, so it has been... Just great. It's a private little community. It's a family. Um, Patreon.com slash Swordchomp. Look for our VIP $5 tier. It's a private Instagram. I have a... I made a music video for Control. Um, There's lots of inside jokes. You can see the starfish thing we talked about earlier. And it goes back for months and months and months. So, check it out. But, yeah, we finished Control. I guess we don't have to go on that much about it. We've talked a lot about Control. But, uh... Finished it. Josh mm-hmm. finished it as well. Um, do you have any sort of final thoughts you wanted to give on control? Um, Josh? trying to think. Anything noteworthy that maybe you felt like you never got to mention in the past few weeks? Uh, the only thing that kind of comes to mind is I mentioned how it's very kind of Metroid-like. Um. The exception being the main storyline. They kind of they give you an objective marker basically everywhere you go in the main storyline, which I thought was interesting. Like so much of the rest of the game is exploring this this space and kind of figuring out what's going on. Um, but you know where you're going for the main storyline, which I thought was interesting. That it's it. I didn't even notice that it felt that different because I was doing all the other stuff kind of as I went and yeah, ex- and exploring yeah. it and then getting back to the main storyline. But then I realized, like, if I had just followed those objective markers the whole time, I, I would have missed a lot of the game. Um, so that's kind of my, my only thought there. Like, it, it was, it's not even necessarily that that's bad. Like, you could do all that and then explore it at the end because they, they even have, like, story justification for why you're doing that. Like, like, okay, you didn't completely solve the situation that you were presented with. So, like, okay, the world is still kind of messed up and you've still got stuff to go fix. So there's reason that, like, story-wise that you'd go back and explore the world. Um, 
but I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about that kind of after the fact, because a lot of the justification they give you about what you're doing in the game is that you're trying to track somebody down, but there's generally a, like a, an objective marker and like a trail to follow during that whole process um, instead of just yeah, searching I, for them. I'm conflicted just on the fact that there's so much side stuff that felt like it could have been main game stuff because mm-hmm. the game is very mindfuckery. Like there was like three or four things I did after the game was over that I think would have made the single player an even more gratifying experience. I just don't know why they relegated yeah. that stuff uh well i mean i think i think because it was a metroidvania there's there should be optional stuff but it seemed like yeah it seemed like the main quest line was i i had the opposite thing by by the time i got to the end there was nothing else to do after the game had ended nothing like there were no oh, quests there was nothing so, yeah like you can and the game you sets can you up ex- like yeah you yeah, can explore yeah. all this other stuff and then you get to the end and they're like oh, we still have all these other things like to kind of take care of and wrap up. And like they tell you that, and I'm like, there isn't. There is. I, I've done everything. There are no more quests. Like I kind of did a victory lap and checked out all the different zones again, talked mm-hmm. to everybody I could talk to again. They're like, oh, no, you've taken care of everything for us. I'm like, okay, that's strange that I... Like, none of it was unlocked well, specifically after you finished the game. And that's, yeah, um, and that's just your play which, style, but I'm, I'm with you, which, yeah. Uh, how, however, from what I've been seeing, they have, like, a whole roadmap of uh, content that's going to be coming out for the next uh, year or so. Um, like, different DLC and stuff, and I imagine all of that is going to be uh, end game type stuff like won't even be able to access it until after the game is finished um just wrapping up different story threads and whatnot and i'm i'm yeah i'm i've i usually don't care about dlc all that much i am absolutely looking forward to everything else they give me from this world like i am i am ready (sighs) to go in there and explore again and see whatever new stuff they have to show me which is I, i i normally don't i normally don't feel that way after i finished a game so yeah 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 agreed there was a lot of people that were messaging me about um the ashtray maze sequence i put up on instagram and yeah it they it got it got me they got me i didn't think it was gonna get me but they got me i was really really impressed by that it actually got me thinking about how this year it's been a really great year for games but like i don't remember a lot of moments because I guess I should downplay this moment uh, so that you guys don't think I'm over it. It sucks. It's terrible. When you get the ashtray maze, just remember it's crap. Uh, it's, it's a real bummer. I'm telling you, Fish. Like, you're going to get there and you're going to be like, I'll just take a poop on my chest. It's okay. Okay. So, so I shouldn't even play this game is what you're saying. No, no. Don't even bother. Don't oh. boot it back up. Okay. Don't even boot it up. It's crap. Just play Ooh. Link's Awakening. Best game ever. Who needs anything else? Okay, um, cool. All right. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Um, 10 out of 10 Tinks agree. It's the best game ever. Um, but it's it's one of those things where, like, I I was really blown away by that sequence. Like, I everything about it, like, floored me. And I was like, man, this year's been great for games. But, like, I couldn't remember any moments. Like, sequences or moments that really stuck out from games. Like, I loved Resident Evil, but there wasn't one that stuck out. Uh, same with, like, Katana Zero and... Um, I don't know. It was weird. I was like, man, it's it's odd. Usually there's like more like, uh, what was the one thing we just played uh, that we really loved? Um, 
fuck. Uh, there's just a lot of moments in games that I feel like there's a lot of great moments that, but nothing st- rises above the crop, so to speak. But yeah, that for everyone out there, that ashtray maze, they got me. They got me. Um, and it's really cool that they do some really incredible stuff in that game. So hang in there. I will say the ending. I I did get kind of frustrated. I ended up. Uh, it actually forced me to play the game a little more intelligently. I I was not having a problem with the game at all, and then. For some reason, in the final sequence, I died like 10 times, hmm. and I found out that I actually had died about 30 seconds away from the end of the game, which really pissed me off, <laughs> because I was so close. But I, I just kept dying at this one sequence at the end with the lasers, and you had to do the whole sequence over again when you died. So I just went back and did a little, you know, some of the side missions I thought were pretty interesting and leveled up a little bit, and I was fine. I, I breezed right through it, so... It was just weird. I just finally hit that. I think my biggest criticism of the game at the end of the day is still just that checkpoint system that's very Metroid-esque can be pretty frustrating at times. Um, yeah. That's really... Yeah. Yeah. That it, it doesn't lend itself well to some of the encounters they have near the end of the game. So if you're having trouble, it's not going to be a great checkpoint system for that because there's not a boss at the end of this game, there's a gauntlet. And if you yes, die near yes. the end, you're doing the whole gauntlet over again just because of the way the checkpoint yep. system works. I did. And, uh, and there are yeah. enemies that can blow up in your face and accidentally kill. Like, I was playing the game really intelligently, but there's some explosive enemies that... You know. And it makes it really intense. Like, some of those final combat sequences, Josh, I was dashing around, using all my abilities, even some of the extra abilities, which I don't want to ruin. And I was making sure I was getting... The, it's kind of like Doom. Like... And Doom, you know how you had to rip open enemies to get more health, and it was mm-hmm. very important that you move? In this game, it's the same way. For me, it's important you move around to pick up the little dust of healing they drop. So you're constantly mobile. Yeah, um, I'm actually not a huge fan of the way you take damage in this game. That's like my my biggest criticism of it is... It, <sighs> Enemies are hit scan. If if they decide to hit you, they hit you. Period. There there are some attacks that have like wind ups and travel time and stuff, and they are generally the big 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 hits that will just destroy you. But other than that, there is damage that is essentially unavoidable. Uh, and the way it works is that if you're moving, they have a lower percent chance to hit. Um. Huh, okay. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good because, like, you'll be hiding out around cover. I'm like, okay, I just kind of want to peek out here. It doesn't work that way. Like, you're you're incentivized to play dumb in this game. Like, uh, let's run around and play like Doom, kind of like you're saying, but it's not, like, in that game, you're still dodging slow-moving projectiles and stuff and kind of weaving in and out. And this one, yes. you're just moving because anytime you're moving, you're safer. Um, yes, yes. Which which lends in a unique feel to the game, but I, I'm with you. It can be a little frustrating at times. You yeah. can take you can take cover like from projectiles and stuff in the game. So you don't. It's not a cover based game, but you can run behind cover and use that to your advantage for sure. But I mean, you can't. It depends on the enemies that are present. Like especially and again, since I was mentioning with like gauntlets, like gauntlets is kind of the way they do a lot of the harder encounters here. Like that, that. That is. That's. That's it. There. There are no bosses. There are waves and waves of enemies in this game. At least in the main story. Um, 
if there are a bunch of like low level enemies there, if you try to take cover, you peeking your head out of cover means, oh, you're standing still, they'll hit you. Even though you've only got a tiny little part of you sticking out from behind cover, they will all hit you because, oh, you're, you're standing still is the way the game interprets it, which it just feels strange. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think all these things only stand out because there's so much good about the game. You know, it's not to be Mm -hmm. nitpicky. Like I said, my general only real general criticism is just the checkpointing system. Like you said, at times doesn't lend itself to some frustrating encounters. Repetition is never fun, but I mean, broad screen and, and it's weird. Josh was right. There's a giant boss in the game that is completely (laughs) optional. Uh, and that whole sequence was all, like the fridge. The, anyone who's played this game knows the fridge part was really interesting. I don't know. I just want to go to the developers and be like, look, you didn't have to make the checkpoint system this frustrating. You didn't have to disc, you know, you could include these sections in the game and make it even better. Even though they're there, it's still, I, it's weird. Very minor. Love the game overall, though. I'm excited to talk about it later at the end of the year for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I did put some stuff up on the uh vip patron page related to that so you you don't that and goofy juice i'm not gonna say any more um shane would be proud but you know don't watch goof juice stuff. you mean goofy Goof- juice <laughs> goofy juice oh too specific i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> oh i can imagine people making isn't that the sound you make fish usually during that moment the <laughs> Uh, what do you guys have an O sound? A sound that you make to kind of spruce up a little? Well, do you guys have like a sound you make when you? My wife told me for me. I do it's actually. Like, oh, okay, what is it? What is it? Owie. Oh no! <laughs> it was so good. You just had to appropriate. Heard so it. good. Heard so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just imagine fish. Just I imagine when fish comes, there's like no expression change at all. It's just deadpan. Nothing moves. Not even his hair. Just no, not even a smile. It's just like, <laughs> like a machine. No, I'm wrong about that. Yeah, you're, okay. you're far from wrong on that. I but. feel my my wife told me about this. She was like, she was like, we because we talk about like when you're married to someone, you talk about your past lovers and stuff like that. Uh, I guess if you've had some or what have you, and we she always tells me about how men are so. Yeah, because she's been with men and women partners, and she's like, men are some of the like, no matter how manly or tough or whatever they think they are, like she's seen like a lot of dudes come faces, and they're all embarrassing. So, <laughs> they're, they're how tough that guy is. At the end of the day, he's just like, <laughs> looks like he's. And thank you, you know. for tuning into Gas Station Philosophy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good deal. Oh, Borderlands Three. Yeah, we got more games to talk about, and then polls, and I guess we'll. Uh... See where Ryze up. Hey, we've been playing more. Board- Shay's been playing Borderlands Three during the show. What a gentleman over there. <laughs> he just wants to be done with it. Just admit it, Shay. You want to be done with it. You hate it. You're the Borderlands hater of the group, and you need to wear that scarlet letter. All right, here we go. I hated Borderlands One, and the reason why I hated it is mo- mostly because the game was not fun to play solo. Partially because my best friend bailed on me for a woman, <laughs> and then was it that, fish? That, that game became the embodiment of that. Sounds awfully familiar. <laughs> yeah, that was part of it. But <coughs> big part of the reason why I didn't like Borderlands One is because it was very boring to play solo. And I'm gonna come and say I was not looking forward to playing Borderlands Three. 
I thought it was going to be much of the same stuff. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm glad I spent $60. I've really enjoyed the game a ton. I was very hesitant when we talked about it a few weeks ago. I, Last week. I've changed my opinion on Borderlands. Hmm. I've come around. It is a good game. It's a very fun game. Uh, this game has been very fun to play solo. And I've enjoyed playing it. Like I've literally played it every night this week, excluding one because uh, I had some appointments to make and whatnot. But it's been a really fun game. I played it every night this week. I've tried to sink at least a half an hour to an hour every every day. And I've really been enjoying it. And the fact that I haven't been binging it, that I've been doing it little by little, has made it even more enjoyable as well. I think it's a really good game to do bit by bit instead of binging it. But yeah, I've enjoyed it a ton. Uh, I did make the comment before the show that I do want want to be finished with the game. And that's because I'm feeling the pressure of it becoming the end of the year where, you know, we have those end of the year game shows that are the game end of the year game shows that uh, the four of us talk about what games we played and like all these categories and stuff. So I'm starting to feel the pressure of that a little bit and i i, I want to get caught up on some of the games i missed earlier this year so i didn't make that comment but it has nothing to do with the game itself the game is very enjoyable and i love it to be honest with you yeah I, yeah i'm with you just relax you know you're fine everything's okay it's good i will say you put me in a bind here because you know you inspired the poll question is borderlands boring alone because you said last week that it was boring and you hated it and now here you are you know i uh, what am i supposed to do shay what am i supposed to do here well you know here's the thing i still think that it is more enjoyable of a game with friends for sure i think that this this game this ip was made to play with friends it's kind of like playing castle crashers on solo like you're gonna have fun playing castle crashers on solo, but it's nowhere near as fun with your friends and i think borderlands is the same thing so yeah, I think the poll I, is still let's, viable. Let's slide that. You can still timestamp the other polls for later, but we might as well yeah. discuss it now. It's happening. You know, let's not fight it. Yes, we did a poll this week. Is Borderlands boring alone? Fifty percent of our, fifty-seven percent of our audience said no, no, it is not. Um, so me and Shay, I guess, sort of, it's mostly split, but most people say they enjoy playing it alone. I think that depends on how many friends you have. I, I have two theories yeah. on this, Shay, because I do sort of agree with you. It does feel empty or alone and now this is like an oxymoron thing to say well of course if you're playing it by yourself it's emptier but what i mean is some of it i think is psychological i only played the first borderlands with friends so i think some of it's like wow this is weird i only know this game of the madness of looting and shooting with my friends and when i'm playing by myself it's just like oddly uh I don't want to say antiseptic, but there is sort of a hollow emptiness, almost like a stillness to it, which is a little weird. Um, mm. And also, games that are loot-based like this, that are very standard and objectives, like go here, grab this quest item, run back here. It's, I mean, this game is like a by-the-numbers video game. In some ways, it's good. They haven't fallen into the games-as-a-service microtransaction hole that a lot of games have, so I need to commend them for that. I think it's cool that they haven't done that. But this is like the most generic-ass and I'm loving it too, but it is a very by the numbers video game. And I and with loot games in particular, that can be a little bit of a chore when you're alone. With you with a friend, you're joking, you're laughing, 
you don't really realize you're just running back and forth a b c d connecting the dots right laughing of your loot so uh but i think there's something to that i definitely think that it's it's different yeah for sure i think we've talked about this so many times we talked about it last week week in the week that the thing that really draws this game forward the thing that really makes you compelled to play it is the loot if the loot wasn't you'd be it'd be essentially you playing the original halo without the good storyline <laughs> that the original halo had you well, know the good great music and all that well yeah, halo, yeah. well i don't know storyline music has been pretty good yeah, the music is great in Borderlands. That's what I'm saying. Halo, dude, I think yeah. you're giving too much credit to Halo. Halo 2 is the first Halo with a good story. Um, but Halo was a classic. Halo, like you're saying, music, art, it was a classic for its time. But you're right. If you took away that stuff. I, 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 I think it's easy to say that about Halo now, having those subsequent releases. I still think for its time. When it first came out, the original Halo had a pretty decent storyline. I'm not going to say great. I'm not going to say terrible. But it was decent enough for, for there to be a second one, right? I mean, it can't, it can't have been solely because of the shooting or the music. Yeah, Enough people building. had to have connected with the story for there to be a second one and then a third one. Okay, I'm not going to. Yeah, we don't, we don't have time to get in this right now. But True, 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 true. I see what you're saying. Just say that. Hmm. Um, I, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it's weird, but Borderlands wouldn't be the same thing without it because it's not the kind of game where they would build four or five guns. This game is designed around the fact that they know their shooting is average, so they make it fun by making the weapons as interesting, and that makes the shooting better, right? Because every gun is to some degree different, looks different, hopefully plays a little different. Um, I the the feel of the shooting. I don't think is, it's. I don't think it's fair to say the shooting's average. I would say it's, and I get what you mean by it. I think the better word would probably be like standard. Like there's nothing that really sticks out about the shooting itself. But I definitely think it's not average. I can think of at least like three games the shooting here is better than other games. Yeah. So to say that's average, I think is a well, little, well, well, not quite on. the word you want. I, I get your point. I, I love the way this, I love that last conversation we had where average, no, but standard, yes. Isn't average and standard kind of same thing? <laughs> like if someone has said you had a standard size penis, well, average size penis. Mm, I definitely think there's a little bit of a nuanced difference there. <laughs> What's a standard? Uh, no, this is funny. I have a. I just want to know what a standard is by comparison, because I, I meant a- the same average thing. feels more. Average feels more like a rating yeah. to me. <clears throat> okay, like Which a quality. Oh, okay. Well, standard is imperial and average is metric. <laughs> <laughs> standard just implies uh, hitting the bar of familiarity, whereas average implies that it's not neither good nor great. So, and if you could say by saying standard, it's actually really good because the standard is really good now. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Glad we talked through that. Um, I like to think I have a standard. <laughs> the standard penis is really good now, so I'm feeling a lot better about my standard <laughs> penis. <laughs> uh, hope you're not meeting your laugh fish. It's going to get you in big trouble with our patrons. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nope. Not meeting it. Uh, no, you're fair. No, to be fair, it is a fun game. I just mean it's hard to separate the idea of it not being a loot game because they literally designed everything about the shooting around 
the loot. So like to think of the game like not being a loot game is like almost impossible. I can't separate those two things. Right. So. Right. I, the thing that separates it from the first one too is I think the story is definitely stepped up in this game. It's more interesting. They have more characters rotating in through the story. They it's not just like like a lot of it is like it was in the first one where you that shows the faces somebody and you get a lot of talking over a radio but there are also cutscenes. there are also interactions with more characters and it draws you into the story a little bit better and i think that's something that they were missing in the first one i think the first one they were kind of going for a more silly uh version of like a post-apocalyptic game which at the time the most famous one was fallout and so i think they were kind of trying to do a very different take on that but then they realized the thing the things that make this ip the best was not imitating was creating its own and that's the beautiful thing about this game is it really as you guys and we've talked about they started you know they went to different worlds which they did in the second one but they really took it off with this third one is they have gone to different worlds now and there are different environments and mm-hmm. it really opens up this universe it opens up the story and it makes and that's i think what offsets the first one which made it feel very stale and boring at times when you're playing by yourself is that you have all these interactions with these different characters so by doing that by sending you to different worlds you're not only making the single player experience more more cohesive and more inclusive but on top of that you're opening up the story so much more and making it that much more involved It's, it's, you know, yeah, I agree. I mean, I still think the villain, I thought a lot about the villain in this game. Like, I love the idea of the overarching story, and I like the idea of the villain. Even aesthetically, I think they look pretty, pretty all right. But, like, I just think the voice acting is just a little bit of a miss for me. And it's, it's fine. Like, there's something about the, the voice actress for, like, she doesn't, she doesn't do a bad job. It's nothing against the voice actress. I just don't like, like, the sound, the, the way her, her performance, the performance and of the, the main villain, the Calypso twin, Tyene, I think is her name. It just, there's something about it. It's just a little too high pitched. It doesn't, I don't feel like this is a character that could have inspired all these uh, bandits or what have you to do. I just, I don't get that from them. Um, there's like a lot of the I, mythos around them is interesting, but I don't get that. I think that you're from. being polite with the, with the villain, um, especially the main villain. I don't really care for her voice. And it's not like, it's not a major thing at all. I just think that whatever whether it was her choice whether it was the uh producer's choice whatever it was of this game to it makes it sound like she's trying so hard to be so dramatic and crazy and yeah it, it over I, for me yeah. for me it's overselling it a little bit but no, i can understand no, that's like that the voice acting is great it's like one of the better things about her she's a youtube influencer with the biggest air quotes you can make right there is the joke they're making. She's ridiculously over the top. It's dumb. She's leading these people on with nothing to back it up. Like that's kind of the joke and, and it doesn't yeah. really work as a joke. Like that's just not that funny of a thing. So it is kind of dumb and over the top, but like that is, is as far as yeah. what's going on there. She seems exactly like the character they're trying, they're, they're right. you know, lampooning there. Um, 
it's just I, right. I don't think that's you're actually all that right. funny. So no, you're you're right, and that's my point. There is maybe I should have worded it hmm. better. You absolutely worded what's on my mind is that what they're satirizing is on the mark. It's perfect. Yeah, I hate. I shouldn't say I hate. That's too strong. I really don't like that sensationalism in a voice when they're trying yeah. to sell something. Like when I watch YouTube videos and they're like, "Today, we're gonna go and we're gonna offer one hundred dollars to someone who can make a three point shot." Let's, you know, like I hate yeah. That. I, yeah, but that's like, that's also like not. That. I don't think it works as well as Josh is alluding to either because. A lot of Twitch, a lot of like big YouTubers. That's eh, there are some pretty bad ones, but there, there's a like there's a reason why they're so popular. There's something about them that people have connected with. And when I hear that character, because I'm like villains are the thing I really latch onto when I play games. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's just it more ear. It's just and more. It's not like uh, charismatic annoying. It's just annoying. And I think I think that villains should be charismatic. I think it's just something well, they. That's, well, uh... That's that's what I was going to say at the end of the day is like what they're satirizing is something I inherently don't like. I inherently find annoying, but I do disagree with you that villains should be charismatic. I wholeheartedly disagree with you on that. Some should not all. Some should just be flat out evil. Yeah, some but should, tell me a great ki- a villain. that Some should have no charisma because you don't want to like. Them. Like well, no, you think you about some bad charisma. Charisma is not always good. Charisma is, by definition, like sort of a. Hold on, let me get the definition for. Go ahead, go continue your point. I want to pull up the definition for charisma. <laughs> <laughs> Charismatic. Here we go. <laughs> Exercising a compelling charm, which inspires. Devotion and others. Like, look at it this way. Charles Manson was supposedly charismatic, right? So evil can be charismatic. Uh, you're not. You're not. You're not following along here, at all. <laughs> no, but that's you, okay. But you're saying that you don't think char- villains have to be charismatic. And I always say, name right, one great right. villain that wasn't. Uh, Hades. Oh wait, no, he was charismatic. Damn it. Um. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me, give me ten seconds. You're no, you're not. no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Um, Crash Bandicoot, Doctor Neo Cortex is not in any way charismatic. Not He's in any way a good villain. <laughs> That's a horrible <laughs> villain. Oh, great come villain. on, a platformer. Come on. It was Bowser was charismatic. Name any of the. How about this? Any of the faceless, <laughs> nameless villains in Red Dead Two are. At best, decent villains. None of them have any charisma whatsoever. Are you kidding me? Um, that is I'm, that is insane. Dutch. I'm, I'm just like, trying to piss you off. Hey, <laughs> take me down that road. Uh, we I'm just fine. inherently disagree on that, and that's fine. Um, I just like. No, no, I don't think we disagree. I think we agree to a point. I think some villains should be charismatic. I think some shouldn't be. I think they should just be evil inherently. They should inherently be evil. For the purpose of what whatever didactic story that the art medium is trying to tell okay. at the end and of I'll, the day, and I I will just say this, and then I will shut up. And that is, if the idea is that she inspired devotion, then I think that you have to be more charismatic because the whole premise behind her as a character is that. So I think it would make I, it more believable for sure, for sure. But. 
I mean, they're. But I like the idea. I like it's fun. That first right. boss is kind of cool, but I played it last night by myself solo. That first guy who a uh, mouthpiece who turns mm-hmm. on all those giant speakers, and uh, yeah, that boss is actually uh, pretty cool. Some of the other bosses in the middle, not so much. Me and Fish fought this annoying boss for like an hour and a half, and it was just a giant fucking ball. And I was like, oh god, it's having like Destiny flashbacks. Uh, and uh, some of the middle bosses, there's like one guy that's just a brain. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like they lost all their creativity. That boss was fun. You like that? Okay. I, a lot of the middle bosses hey. haven't done much for me. But uh, I know Pain and Torture is on. What's the other one? The Pain and Teller ripoff is on the way. Um, I'm sure the Calypso Twins will be fun too. So, eh, yeah. yeah. There's there some really good bosses that you get into later in the game. Uh, yeah, I think I'm about two thirds of the way done with the game now. There have definitely been some really, really cool bosses that I've encountered. Um, I don't want to give any of them away to you guys or anyone who hasn't played yet, but there are definitely some really cool bosses that you get into later in the game. There's one that has like seven or eight forms. Like you kill it and you're like, cool, I'm done. Then it evolves and then you're like, okay, that one's dead. I'm done. And then it evolves and then it just keeps evolving. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? But it's, it's a really cool boss. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's very hectic. It's what I like about the boss fights like all the, all the gun battles they feel fairly hectic but controllable the boss fights almost never feel completely like you have them <laughs> i know it's fucking bad and i really like that feeling i think they do that too uh the, and it was playing solo it's very different than playing with fish because they rely on the second wind as a mechanic because i constantly die and then constantly bring myself back to life by that second wind mechanic. Mm, it's why like, they it's why they have ads in so many fights cuz yeah. otherwise like you just get most of the ads in the fights it's kind of the opposite of like control like control that's that's the difficulty like there are a bunch of ads you have to deal with and in mm-hmm. Borderlands they they don't do an awful lot. They just kind of show up and exists there for you to kill if you get downed like really quick just to get yourself back up instead of having have exactly. to have to have somebody there to res you it's um, an interesting mechanic like you we expect you to die but we also expect you to kill these little minions to bring yourself back it's kind of a weird mm-hmm. uh it's cool it's cool in a way it's like it's it's a it's generous and then it's a way for you to control that like it does it never feels like you get un. i mean it does at times feel like you get unfairly gunned down like you just get overloaded and you're like wait what the fuck where did all this come from but even though that in so many games that happens sometimes where just carelessness you miss seeing an enemy and they just utterly destroy the game gives you the ability to correct that mistake without losing too much if you are skilled enough to be able to kill somebody and get that second wind and actually my the character i've been playing as the uh, guy who summons a copy of uh there's a mechanic that he has too i don't know how the other characters are where if you have your double out somewhere and then you go down if you press one of the bumpers you actually switch places with them and it's called old you instead like when you have to be revived it's called new you but this billy's called old you and it responds you and you have all of your health and all of your shield and then your double disappears so the oh, game gives you multiple cool. ways and opportunities, depending on which character you're playing, mm-hmm. to ensure that you don't lose anything, you don't die. You, 
you just have to be paying enough attention, obviously, and be be skilled enough. And I like I like that about this game a lot, that it gives you ample opportunity to potentially never die uh, if you get into a harrowing situation. Yeah. It's something that I think that harrowing. more games should implement. Um, multiple more first-person shooter games, but we'll leave mm-hmm. it at that. I agree, and I will say to anyone out there who hasn't played it solo, Flack helps for me. Flack has made it really, his dialogue's great, and like playing with his little beast companion, it makes you not feel so alone, because you have a little creature out there. Um, and I've just been kind of slowly, I don't, I want to beat the game of fish, I don't know if I'll beat it all the way through with Flack, because I got games to play. Um, but uh, the play, the the character I'm playing with Fish is Maz, and she's all right. But like, she's her personality sucks, man. It's real boring, um, and it's like they. So I don't know. It's it's fine playing with Fish because like when you're playing multiplayer, you're kind of like tuning everything out. You're just looting and shooting. Um, but yeah, yeah. I that's one thing I've also really liked about this campaign as well is that you constantly since you guys are earlier on uh fish and morgan that you guys haven't entirely encountered this but the further you get into the campaign the more people you're meeting and as a result there are more secondary uh companions that you have to kind of roam around with mm. like you meet a new okay new character and then you roam around with them for like yeah. a little bit and then it's like oh, okay i'm not completely alone like there's this one companion this is a slight spoiler. <gasps> this is going to be the only spoiler I say today. Uh, there's a companion you run into later. It's a computer program integrated into a stuffed teddy bear. And he somehow, and this is where I won't spoil, becomes a fully, well, not a fully fledged, but he becomes an actual secondary companion. You're not just carrying him around. And... That whole sequence was probably one of my favorite sequences of the game. That whole section that you encounter, you are uh, experiencing with him. That's and so cool. that's what I really like. <gasps> that's I like really AI. Like that all- Remember AI? He had Teddy. Yeah. You carried around with him. Yeah. Uh, Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. For anyone who's old enough to remember Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, you know, that's true. Like, I think that. Uh... For me right now, the way I feel about it is they could have... I think there's probably a, a, a fantastic 20-hour game hiding in a really good 40-hour game. Um, because, like, I did the whole moon planet I did with Fish on the stream last week. I was bored to tears. They could have cut that whole thing out of the game. It was boring. The boss sucked. The story was uninteresting. I was like, oh... And the, the other two worlds were kind of cool. So I'm... I feel like... They could have maybe done some editing, but right now it feels like a greatest hits thing where there there's so many nods to other characters. Like this is like their swan song. Like all these characters from the past games are evolved and changed, and you know it's in it's very much in love with the fan service and everyone who's cosplaying all their. They they love their community. Gearbox does, and you know it's yeah. I'm I'm still enjoying it for sure. I love it. It's funny you say forty hours, but it is actually a twenty. It's it is a twenty hour campaign just straight through without doing any of the side missions. It is 20 hours. What? Are you serious? I did. I did look it up the other day because that's one of the things I'm trying to keep mental track of how many chapters there are and how far along I'm getting. That way I can kind of predictably plan out. Okay. When I finish this game at roughly this time, I can start this game. And I'm trying to plan out all these. Like, I mean, with how many games that are coming out, I'm trying to 
mentally keep track of what when I need to finish a game by so I can play the next game. All you gotta do what Fish does and just start a game and then never finish the other ones ever again. Oh Fish, look, there look, you look. are. Fish and I both have hey. Fish and I both do that yeah. for sure. Oh. It's tough. Speaking of which, Fish, I hear the rumor around these parts as you've been playing that new Legend of Zelda. Now, normally I would go to Josh as the Zelda expert, but lo and behold, you are the Zelda expert this week. So, mm -hmm. congratulations. Thanks. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I originally played, you know, the Link's Awakening for the Game Boy Color. So, um, that was one of my favorite games back then. Um for the Game Boy and just in general like I for some reason that game just stuck out with me um a little backstory um I had a Game Boy Color and I only got a Game Boy Color because Pokemon Gold and Silver were coming out on it so I decided you know it's mm. the smartest thing to do, smartest thing, smartest decision of my childhood to go out and get myself a Game Boy Color so upgrade um, yeah yeah oh yeah the, I got the that. color was oh. worth it just so you could use half the batteries yeah. to, be able, to be able to use two double A's instead of four. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I actually, uh, I modded mines out. Um, I actually bought one of those little like oh, rumble packs slash uh, came with like actual like bigger speakers and it had a rumble pack to it. Oh yeah, and did, it did charged. Did you have the it. little uh, like book light looking? thing where you could uh uh for for the original yes i did yeah the that original thing sucked Game too it was yeah i had that thing yeah. oh, yeah. Uh, i also had like the magnifying glass but oh god oh no oh no he my... got he got trapped by the magnifying glass no i think he, he actually needed the magnifying glass for something else but <laughs> no it actually came with it was, it was an unrelated whatever. purchase yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't let me just slide my pack right <laughs> over here. Oh, yep. Wait till everyone's out of the room. Oh no. Uh, yeah. No fish. That was. Yeah. Yeah. That was. You could print in that game, right? Link's Awakening, the original one. It had the printer, the Game Boy printer. Uh, the, not the original Link's the, Awakening, the, the, the DX Game Boy one, Color the, one. Yeah. Yeah. The the, oh, the yes, Game yes, Boy yes. Color remake. Okay. Okay. So there's a remake on Game Boy Color, but the original was on Game Boy. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Yeah, and they, they added into the DX version a new dungeon, which uh, allowed you to get um, either a red tunic or a blue tunic, which um, was cool. But um, yeah, I, I, I back then I picked up Zelda just because I, I played a link, a link to the Past at a cousin's house, and um, I thought it was fun, but I never actually played through it. Um, and that was my limited time with Zelda, so um, I only had, you know, memory of that, and um, my cousin just um, totally enjoyed that game. Um, so I went out and just bought it on a whim, and not knowing what exactly, you know, um, or not knowing how much I would come to uh love it but um yeah I, I i did you know have a great time playing through that game um all those time uh all those years ago um 20 years did you ago? get to it without help did you ever have to because i remember like calling one of those hotlines and getting my parents phone bill charged up the ass because i kept getting stuck <laughs> you know what that game that game was kind of uh like a big long quest for me as a kid like i remember like there, there were certain dungeons like just finding these getting to some of these dungeons like um in the in the dx version they actually 
they actually do a great job in this version the switch version of uh highlighting where you have to go um they actually keep dialogue with uh the owl which is kind of what progresses you through the game he kind of guides you uh throughout the game um as to what you're supposed to be doing um and give you hints and whatnot um and that was in the dx version but as a kid you know like you'll see the owl come down and like give you like this one line of text and like you can't have that scripted event happen again so like eventually like my little child mind would forget like i'd forget yeah yeah like they tell you the one time and then you're well and they tell you vaguely like go to the beach and you're like "Uh, okay they tell you the one (laughs) time and then at any point after that you can go to the phone booth and talk to somebody who will basically just re-give you the hint um which is kind of a strange mechanic way back when because that was it was like it was a nod to those helplines you were mentioning earlier. Like, <laughs> yeah, like it if, was. Like, if you get completely stuck, go talk to this guy in the phone booth. He'll uh, he'll kind of point you in the right direction. Uh, yeah. Which no one's gonna get that anymore. Like, that's just it's not a thing. Like, wh- why is there this guy in the phone booth who gives me hints? Like, what's, <laughs> yeah. Why is there a phone here? What what's mm-hmm. this? What's this? What's this device in the center of the room that you pick yeah. up? It looks like it has an earpiece and a mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Second but, mouthpiece reference on the same podcast. Um, yeah. Um, thought that was an interesting observation. I guess it wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't get it, Fish. Tell me, I don't get this. I don't get the over-the-top Zelda. Like, I get the nostalgia, but, like, I uh-huh. never understood it. Like, I, quite frankly, the Zelda games never did anything for me until I played the 3D ones. I just don't understand the appeal of the top-down Zelda games, and it's not because I think they're bad, or I think people that like them are crazy, or anything like that. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I've never got it. Like, because to me, it's an over-the-top game. Uh, the music's great, but you just kind of run around, you slap things, the puzzles are usually infuriating. Like, right. aesthetically, it didn't really... Like, I just don't get the appeal of those games, but people love the fuck out of them. What am I missing? Um, ha- Have you actually beaten, you know, like, um, the original Zelda, or... Link to the Past, or any any top-down game, or Minish Cap. No, like Josh said, a uh, brain would help, and I just didn't have one of those readily available. <laughs> oh, wow. They were just, oh, that's well, interesting. as a kid, they were frustrating. And They like, are, yeah. Yeah, but as, for me, like, as a kid, like, I, I was always curious about, like, eh, well, what am I missing here? Because, like, I had, like, a limited amount of time with, like, RPGs, but, like, mm-hmm. trying to f- figure out how to, like you know defeat this one boss like it became like this challenge and like after finally beating like a finding the one trick because there's always a trick to all these bosses in these zelda games um in especially in the earlier ones um once you figure it out you you feel like a fucking brilliant uh like einstein genius um sitting there in front of you (laughs) (laughs) an einstein genius (laughs) i love that phrase I want to feel like an Einstein genius. <laughs> it's so a different sorry. breed. It's a special breed of. Why the wasn't Einstein. that their commercial? I feel like an Einstein genius. Buy the new Zelda game. Uh, Way to go, Einstein genius! All right. Sorry, I, I there's a there's a guy I work with at, at work who was I forgot why he brought it up, but he was trying to say Einstein. But he's from Puerto Rico, so like English is his second language, and um, I forgot how he said it. But like the way he said it was like 
threw me off so bad i was just like what the fuck and then like immediately like einstein and i was just like oh my god einstein you're talking about einstein and he was just like oh yeah 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 einstein this is the portion of the program where fish makes fun of the way people talk thanks a lot fish i I was just gonna say he probably felt like (laughs) einstein judging him (laughs) this guy over here is a real einstein Oh, it's all right. It, you should do that whenever Morgan makes a mistake like Josh and I do. Join in on the fun. You should. Mm, mm. Never take your, never miss a shot to jump in on the uh, verbal gangbang that I <laughs> deal with. Um, um, I'm just kidding, Fish. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, look. Obviously, it made you feel like an Einstein genius, and then we knocked you off your genius Einstein pedestal. Mm, now exactly. I feel bad. Yeah, you do. You should. Um, no, but and like the the challenge in that game um, was indeed, you know, just figuring out the, all these different puzzles in the dungeons. Uh-huh. Um, and as a kid, like after I beat that DX version, like I went through it again, and like I started doing speed runs of it, and I I just enjoyed that game so much because like speed as a kid, wow. you just feel like oh once it's like this whole like memorization type of thing where like oh yeah once I get the boots I can go to this area mm-hmm. and grab this uh, certain item or yeah. you know get get it it's your it's classic... kind of like Metroidy in that yes way. Yeah. Very, it's not very a much very like big that. game but there's so many puzzles just even in the overworld trying to figure out where you're how, yes. how to get where you want to go is a yes. big deal and that's um, what i was also going to talk about as well is like it, this all takes place on an island so it's not as big of a big harrowing zelda adventure it's oh it's, harrowing making a man, he got the word harrowing stuck in your head didn't he <laughs> <It> did. <laughs> i love it i love it thank you shay um but like it's a, a very much more condensed uh, Zelda experience, and um, uh, at the time, like that was my first like Zelda game. So like I thought that's how Zelda games were, and like playing other Zelda games after that, like I was just like kind of like taken back. I was just like, man, these are very long, drawn out uh, experiences. Yeah. And then, like, wow, well, these are good games, man. Uh, no, uh, no. <laughs> I'm just actually kidding. God. People are gonna think I'm a Zelda hater. That is not the case at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. I'm just taking uh, my pot shots here. Uh, yeah. So fast forward to the future. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. Future fish, could you answer the phone call? Hello. This is Future Fish. Why'd you this call? This is fish. This is fish from the past. I haven't had sex, and I love Link's Awakening. Jesus uh, fucking so... Christ! You need to kill yourself, buddy. <laughs> Did you just tell. You can't. <laughs> you can't tell the younger version of yourself. <laughs> you know, how it works. As he kill off the old self, as he shuffles into the new self. Wait, who? Which he literally self? shuffles because he's still gonna be a husk, but he'll shuffle. I, I was a little confused if he was telling Every the old I'm self shuffling. to kill himself or the new. Uh, anyway, so new fish um so now that you know how to play the whole game you used to speed run it what do you you beat link's awakening on the switch in like what 20 minutes no because it's been fucking 20 years since i played oh. that game so it's like it's oh, it's not a brand new experience but it's like this big nostalgic piece of like my childhood that brought back to life and reimagined with new graphics and like um just like this new presentation in this game and I love it. Like it, it's it's going. It's 
frame for frame, like there's everything in that game from the original. And then they they've added a lot more like convenience type of things. Like I was talking about, like um, you can look into your pause menu, and um, there's multiple um, menus that you could go through. And one of them is you can go through and see the dialogue of each character that uh, or important character that you've uh, talked to, and um, kind of reference mm -hmm. as to where you're at in the story and what you're supposed to be doing, so that you don't necessarily feel lost. Along with um, the map will actually highlight where you're supposed to go. Um, just not necessarily highlight, but like there'll be like uh, a, a kind of a ring of light of the area where you're supposed to go. So not necessarily pinpointing where you're exactly what you're supposed to be doing, but like it guides you along to help you uh, get to, you know, the right area. So, okay. So questions I'm going to ask you here. Just narrow down. If you guys have anything, feel free to throw it at fish. How far are you right now? As of this moment, you are um i just got the hook shot in the game um which is in the fifth dungeon um which is a catfish maw um and that one you it's you actually have to dive underwater to get to the entrance of that uh uh dungeon um and that one's pretty straightforward but like i was doing the the boss in the in that uh area there or actually unlocking the hookshot, you actually get it from a mini boss. And the mini boss, like, man, some some of the puzzles in that game are like I couldn't believe like it's just something that you like eventually just stumble upon. Um like this boss, like there was rooms with like a skull on it and there was like uh different colored pl platforms on it go up ranging from one, two, three, four platforms on there. And it that actually signifies like the order of what how you're supposed to fight the skeleton boss um so you're supposed to go to the room that had the skeleton with one tile on there um it, it was just it was so complicated and it's not very intuitive you know it's like it's almost something that you just kind of have to beat your head so there is that frustration in that game like morgan like it, that would turn off people like you um from this game because like it's not that it, it doesn't lend it lend itself uh, necessarily with these puzzles and um I don't know necessarily if they should have like updated those uh type of things in this game because that that was part of the charm back then and like that's how I remember this game so like this remaster of putting that keeping all that still in this game it is nice and like finding it finding it for me like I've beat it so many times like eventually I'm just like oh yeah that's right I'm supposed to like go in order and uh fight this boss and use the bombs to kill him and everything um so but like for newer players like uh, i'm worried like they they might be turned off by that so um there's that but um for the most part like i'm enjoying the game um one thing that i don't like about the game is it runs poorly at times which is oh weird very, very odd weird. yeah like there'll be massive frame rate drops and it's not necessarily because there's too much going on the screen like I think it's like if you enter in like a new area or a new screen tile area, it'll, I guess, like slow down a little bit, especially if there's enemies there that it has to load in their positions and whatnot. There will actually visibly be like a big uh, frame rate drop on the screen. And like it, it's just something that like 
it's so noticeable because you're the camera is so close to link and like the action um and that it it, it just it, it was something that like at, as soon as i saw it like from the beginning like it, it kind of stuck out with, with me um from the from the get-go and i i don't necessarily think i got used to it but like it, it is like i'm hoping like maybe they could patch well, perform, that but... it's a nintendo game on their own console it's weird usually their games if, perform really well like there was some slow down guess but... this game was originally built on a screen by screen basis just because it had to run on a game boy uh-huh mm-hmm. and it probably completely stops all animations anytime you get to a new screen in order to run essentially like the original but I, i'd have to it... no no, that's the thing, Josh. Like, you, I'll already be in the screen, and I'll move up like a ladder or something. Like, I'll get performance issues, um, and not necessarily move into another screen on the ladder. But it was just, it, it's it's very odd, and like it comes at like okay. very random times. Um, I'm not quite sure. Because I'm um, pretty sure that, like, like stairs and ladders. I'm pretty sure used to be. This, like the same situation like you'd you'd get on one and everything would freeze until you got to the top um so i'm wondering right. if it's trying to essentially simulate the same thing even though it doesn't make sense anymore like that like stuff that used to be technical limitations i'm wondering if they mm-hmm. are put back in there so it just to make mm. it more faithful um because there were weird freezes and stuff like that there actually there were a lot of skips you could do in order to kind of like when you're moving screens end up like skipping across the screen by getting yourself to spawn in at your previous location instead mm-hmm. of where you should be spawning into the new screen I'm I'm curious if some of that is put in there essentially verbatim just to make it play exactly like the original yeah um well, if if so it's it's very jarring and it it just seems like a big performance uh hit as far as like the screens on there like it just it comes at times where it's just like wow well, why is it why is it all choppy all of a sudden so are um, there more of those uh cutscenes like at the beginning with the anime style like or is that just like the introduction no that's i'm pretty sure that's just the introduction um yeah. i haven't beat it yet so um, I could be wrong. They they could add it. They they've added. There's a probably bunch something of... at the end, if I had to guess, because the original only okay. had completely yeah, animated cutscenes at the beginning and end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, I'm, I sure. will say that there is a picture from this game in particular that reminds me specifically about something I thought of in my head when we first came up with the name for Sword Chomp, and Shay, we were mentioning it, kind of tossing it around in chat. Uh, I put it up on the VIP page a couple weeks ago, and weirdly enough, it's from this game, even though I have no nostalgia necessarily for this game. I bought, Well, that's not true. I borrowed it and played a lot, got frustrated, and gave it back to whatever friend I borrowed it from. Maybe it was Fish. Maybe I borrowed it from you, Fish. Do you remember you it, did. Yeah. I did? Oh, yeah. damn. It was you. And, and I was like, oh. I was kind of... I was confused whenever you gave it back to me, and I was ready to like to ask you about like oh, what you think of it. You were, like, I, I forgot what you said, but I just remember being like, "Wow, he didn't beat the game. This, this is weird." But no, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a Einstein genius. I wasn't yeah. good enough. No, you you get the feeling of being an <laughs> Einstein genius. Damn it, Morgan! <laughs> you don't actually get to be. A... I know. I didn't get the feeling. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Ah. Well, uh, we can catch up with you more next week, too, maybe, as well, as we continue on. It sounds like you're enjoying it. I know I tried to play Borderlands with you this week, and you spurned me so that you could play more Zelda. Um, yeah. Which is a shame, because you can play Zelda anywhere. It's portable, for God's <sighs> sake. I play all the pooper. Ah. Oh. But, yeah, it's it's been 20 years since I played that game, Morgan. Yeah. Hey, this is a nostalgia game, man. That's what these are for. Like, when Shay right. plays Medieval, finally. Like, that's what... These games are designed to make... It's not going for the Resident Evil 2 thing where they change the gameplay drastically. It's just designed mm-hmm. to give you a very pretty version of something you love from your childhood. And that's yeah. really cool for a lot of people. So. Yeah. For sure. Fish, you gotta get used to the fact that Morgan's forever, until the end of time, gonna be like, hey, you need to play games. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, I need you to play games from this year. No, I need you to play the games that I want you to play that came out from this year. In the way that I want you to play them just at the, the good, time just I the want games, you to Fish. play them. I just want you to play the games. You gotta game. get used to it. I want you to play the remakes of the games that I enjoy more. Uh, Resident Evil 2. I... Right, exactly. If you played Resident Evil 2 all the way through, next week, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. It's true. Fish, you know, I'm not even mad at Fish for that. starting Control, because I said, I just wanted him to start Control, and if he never touched it again, I understood that was going to happen. So, as of right now, I'm looking pretty good with that prediction. So. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be disappointed in me, Morgan. I so can't. There. I can't. There we go. I saved my own skin there. Um, anyways, we'll check up with that next week and let's get to some polls and some Patreon shout outs and then we'll get out of here. This is a fun section of the show where we run through the extra polls this week and, uh, every Monday night, a big thing we do is we put polls up on the Swordchomp Instagram. It gives you a chance to be a part of the show by voting and they're usually just a lot of fun. Now I already teased, or I'm sorry, we already talked about the Borderlands poll because it came out naturally in conversation. So I did not want to hinder that. Now, this week, there was a special video as well. It took up five or six story sections, but you got to watch Fish eat the spicy banana from our Twitch stream, uh, which are a lot of fun. So, and Fish ate some gummy bears. I didn't have time to put that up there, but he ate some gummy bears covered in hot sauce. So, good job, Fish. Hmm. The fun stream. Gummy bears. Gummy bears, yeah. Okay. I mean, that was the one banana in the house, Josh, and ah, I was yeah. trying to think, well can't do another another banana so what the fuck do i put hot sauce on that would yeah no that you you made the right decision that's 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 where you go it's it's either that or mountain dew and you know oh come on (laughs) low blow yeah i not all of us can be einstein geniuses so Oh god, we're never gonna let that go now. I'm so sorry, Fish. It's another one. I fucking love it. (laughs) Pretty sure that's gonna be the title of this show. Um, I mean, let's be honest. I like we haven't had a lot of inside jokes this year. I'm pretty sure this one's gonna last for the rest of the year. It's so fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It makes it to game of game of the year. Um, some fun. Yeah, favorite favorite Einstein genius. <laughs> favorite Einstein oh, genius game of the year. God, there's so much we could do with that. So 60% of our audience said they did not experience the infamous loot cave in Destiny. Uh, we already talked about that last week, but I wanted to pull the audience. So 40% of them did. So if you don't know anything about the loot cave from Destiny, you should go check out last week's podcast all about loot. Me and Fish um, chortled on and on about it. Um, 
Chortle? Yeah, sure. Oh, guess what? We joked about this off air. Box wine. Do you think it's disgusting and cheap or delicious and cheap? And I was very sad that 60% of our audience said disgusting and cheap. And I'm proud of you cry. guys. I'm proud of you guys. You're, you're, a, you're a classy bunch. Go try the... <laughs> I knew you guys would come Go try through. the Vela box wine. Get back to me. All right? Go try that. Try the Vela box sangria. Tell me it's not Mwah! magnificent or, on the shores of Italia. Or, you know, save oh, your three God. bucks and do something else. Uh, <laughs> three bucks. I have a lot. Dude, I have a lot of good memories. <laughs> shut, shut up. It's the only one he could have. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, yes. no, no. It's, so it's not three bucks. It's like 20. It's, but, you know, it comes in vats. So. <laughs> it's like a, it's like one of those um those IV bags or whatever at the hospital. It's like one of those just mm-hmm. carry around with you, get yep. drunk at parties. That's what I used to do. Sip it, pretty fun. But I will say, in all seriousness, uh, I used to mix <laughs> Zion's energy drinks with it when we did the podcast. Uh, cherry lime Zion's energy drinks with sangria Vela box wine. It was really good. I would get drunk and fucking super hyped. <laughs> Wait, uh, I don't. I don't do that anymore. I'm a change man, guys. Oh, great for sex too. I'd be drunk and ready to go. Uh, Flack from Borderlands Three sort of looks like that hobo wearing ten jackets in ninety degree weather, walking down the street. Skid Row. Guess what? Ninety one percent of our audience agree with me. Wow, that observation really panned out. Um, first of all, I do want to say that. <clears throat> Even though we make jokes here, being homeless is obviously a sad thing oftentimes. How people end up in those situations, especially if they have some sort of serious mental disorder, what have you. But, you know, we make fun of a lot of things on this podcast, and there's still comedy there. Um, and the comedy is that Flack does look like a homeless person. He really does. But he, I love him, because he's such a great character. So, 91% of the audience agreed. I think Flack's got to be getting really hot. I mean, every, all the, you know, a lot of the environments in Borderlands look really sweaty. I'm just like, man, he just looks overdressed for that, so. Isn't, isn't Flack a robot, though? Like, I don't think Heat would necessarily deter him from, you know, look, his orc. Those wires can get hot, you know? It's, it, it, it's why you mm-hmm. put a fan inside your computer, Fish. You know, yeah. come on. Well, it looks like all, yeah. That that's true actually. If you put a, oh, gotcha. if, you put, yeah. if you put a bunch of blankets over your computer, it's gonna run like shit and it's eventually gonna it's melt. True. You know. So, it's true. That makes sense. So I wonder, what the hell's going on with Flack? <laughs> what what is up with Flack? Next week on the Chompcast. Really fun character to play with, highly recommend it. Uh, 57% of our audience said no, Borderlands is not boring alone. Oh, here's the big one we joked about last week. Do you have a banana in your house right now? 57% of the audience said yes. They did have a banana there. Hey. That's, that's still a split, though. Let's be real here. It's basically 50 yeah, Half the people. Half. More than half the people will just yeah. have a banana there. That's it's something you can yeah, more than half the people. reasonably count on. Uh, like a 50% chance, like yeah. you walk into somebody's house, you're like, hey, can I borrow your banana real quick? Yeah. <laughs> they can hand it straight to you. 
Oh, you gotta make God, a hot sauce great. video. Um. <laughs> hey, do you got a banana here? Hey, what's going on? There's. I thought you were channeling your Fonzie there, Fish. You do a great Fonzie. Can you give me a little Fonzie? Hey, hey, there's a banana here. What the fuck? Get it out of here. I don't think I don't think there's a single skit with the Fonzie with the banana, but now I really wonder if there is. I like how Fish doesn't take the time to collect himself either. He was like still straining and laughing and launching into the impression, so he didn't even give himself a chance. Uh, That's okay, but you did it. It's all that matters. Hey, Fish! Guess what? Have you ever been in a three-way or more? That was one of the questions we asked our audience, and Fish lied because I checked the results and he said yes. Boo! Boo! We have a liar among us. <laughs> what? I did I say yes? You on voted that? yes. Yeah. Actually, the options were this: yes, shh, uh huh, or no, sadly, or no, thank you. Some people may not be interested in uh, that, but the results are this. Fish, <clears throat> are you ready for this? Seventy-three percent of our audience said no. They've not experienced your greatest dream. So you're not alone, fish. You're not alone. Well, I mean, not he my, is, but not my greatest dream. <laughs> yes, so, unrelated. <laughs> I always tell people, I'm like, it sounds great, but the anxiety in me would just be crippling. I mean, I barely please one woman. I was supposed to please two women. Of course, we could team up, and then I have to watch. Fish out, fuck me with his micro penis. Should be really traumatic. You know? <laughs> I was just gonna say, it doesn't have to be two women, man. It could be you and another dude, and then you and that other dude could finally please yes. one woman what? together. You gotta find out that. Yeah. With your powers combined, one woman would finally dream. be pleased. Wonder some... twins. <laughs> <laughs> we would team up with our powers combined. We are Captain. Something sexual, I, you know, fish. It's true. We could have had one of those great moments. We could. I always dreamed that me and fish were going to lose our virginity together. Uh, it never happened. So wait. Although it you could have happened. That dream, really? Uh, that's all for the polls. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> you didn't have that dream. I'm confused, Morgan. Oh man. Tag Team Championship of the World. Now, Death Stranding was the last poll. Did the Death Stranding gameplay reveal trailer, did it make you love the game or not sold? Well, 57% of the audience said they actually really liked the gameplay reveal, which surprised me. So, still mostly split. A lot of these polls, 57, 60, 60, 57, 40. Yeah, well, I didn't really back up what I was... <laughs> the numbers weren't backing up what I was saying. But I want to thank everyone for voting. The polls are a lot of fun. And we can end the show with a few laughs. Um, but we have a very special moment once a month where we give shout-outs to our patrons. Um, so without further ado, Mr. Layton? Yes. I'm just kidding. I just want to make it really <laughs> awkward for a second. I'm sorry. He uh, wanted further kidding. ado. Here's more ado. Yes, I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, I wanted more build up, which is uh, 
Never mind. I, I was about to make a that's what she said joke, but anyways, all right, here we go. <clears throat> the four adventurers traveled the wasteland, running with their super sweet new guns that they looted from the unrealistically vast amount of chests that were full of guns and ammo littered around the landscape. Their equipment jingled and shuffled with each trotting step. Bang! Pow! Pew! Gunshots rang out and echoed as the four shot and massacred attacking skags. Minutes later, after the firefight, one of the four adventurers noticed something glowing on the wall in the distance. Look! Something is glowing on the wall in the distance! Shall we look at it? I mean, we're looking at it now, you psycho brain. They sauntered on over there and saw a parchment tacked onto the wall. Blood had lightly dripped on the paper, and a patch of beast hair, incidentally, was also tacked onto the wall. There were plenty of words. Too many, in fact. So let's just get to the good part. Go to Planet Oryx and seek out powerful sirens to aid you in your final quest. Corn Space, aptly named. Curse of Lie, Dan W., Eric O., Howard, Jackie, Jason, Kane, Kevin, Larry, Lisa, Michelle, Rich, Brian, Scotty, Stefan, Cy, Tyler, and Zach G. What are these names? Guys? It looks like these are the names of the legendary vault hunters who have come before us. They may be able to be persuaded to help, if you know what I mean. Danny P., Epitemic, Gilbeezy, Ivan, Jonathan, Marco, and the Rev. Wow. And this glowing name here? You mean, you don't know the first vault hunter to ever save this galaxy? That's the Cosmic Pop-Tart. <sighs> I do like my Pop-Tarts. I mean, not anymore. You're getting your diet in order because your broken leg and having a dad bod and the general chubbiness. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, let, let's go to Oryx. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I want to say thank you to all the patrons that uh, continue to not only be the lifeblood of what we do, but to interact with us on a daily basis and support us with everything. You guys are so incredibly supportive, and I love each and every one of you. Uh, to all the new patrons, because there are a ton this month. Seriously, thank you to each and every one of you very much. Yeah. Um. I'm really excited, personally, as all of us are, to have you on board, uh, to get to know you a little bit better. I hope you enjoy our community. Uh, our community is one of the most supportive communities out there, and they're wonderful people, each and every one of them. Uh, we've gotten to know each and every one of the guys here individually. They're fantastic people. So we're excited to get to know you guys. So uh, thank you yeah. to everyone who. Uh, have, has, or will, uh, possibly, uh, be a part of the patron. Seriously, thank you very much. Uh, it's been really fun to get to know each and every one of you. 
and we appreciate the fact that you like our dick jokes enough and our Einstein brains, our Einstein genius enough uh, to keep paying us money. Uh, seriously, though, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate it. And uh, I didn't, I didn't get. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't get any polls up this week. I totally forgot about it until the middle of the podcast. But I did get some polls up. I will give you guys the initial results because I'm surprised. They already have. I posted them like 10 minutes ago and they already have some results. So I'm going to tell you guys like this is going to be completely unfiltered and live. The uh, polls that I posted and tell you guys all about the results really quick. So the first one that I posted was um, about fish, actually. I said, oftentimes, we like to prop fish up and make him the hero that he is. Other times, we give him a lot of grief. Do we give fish too much shit on the show, or is it enjoyable? So far, six people have voted. Two people said, "Cut fish some slack." Wait, 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 wait! Shit! Don't, don't, don't give away the results just yet. What were the options? Cut fish some slack, or let the ribbing continue. Okay. Two people said, "Cut fish some slack." The other four said, "Let the ribbing continue." Hmm. Sorry, bud. Your depression's gonna last for a little bit longer. (laughs) That's okay. I'm still here, so that's Uh, all that matters. Yeah, but it's good to know. We'll continue ribbing for their pleasure. That's oh, right. that's right. For my pleasure. That's right. Trojan man. That's what Josh's <laughs> new nickname is. Trojan man. That's better the joke than I. That's a better joke than I had. Josh, I had something about fish getting his rib removed so he could okay suck himself off. Hmm. So. Um, it's a worthy cause, fish. Yeah. There's. <laughs> you might as well start the other two poles. Um. <laughs> We'll we'll wait on the other two polls for the following week, I think. But I just wanted to get that one up because that one had the most votes so far. But uh, every week, granted, I've been slacking on it a little bit lately. I admit I will be better about it. Uh, we get a poll up on the Patreon every week that if you are any level tier, you can vote on. So uh, stay tuned for that. And also, starting next week's podcast will be the word of the month for November. So we, this is a segment we've been doing where October, you mean? Yeah. Sorry. October. Yeah. Thank yep. you. We'll just skip. October. Come on. Einstein genius. Got to correct you there. <laughs> God damn it. It's November like in Japan. Einstein Come on. Genius now. Come on. It's... He had a shining moment in the last 30 seconds of the show. Wow. <laughs> wow. Einstein genius. Um, but uh, anyway, sorry. So October next month, uh, there will be a new word of the month, and this is a segment where uh, there there's a word that we pick out, handcraft it, and make it our own. And we say it every week of the show. If you can guess what that word is, we gift you a free $5 Patreon tier for one month. That means you have access to the polls, you have access to the shout-out, which also means... We have two special shout-outs to give this month for our guest patrons this month. Morgan, who are they? Uh, the brand-new patrons this month that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast are... Yep. 
GamerDad83. We have Hipster Stefan. I don't think I messaged him. No, I'm talking, about the, I'm talking about the guest ones from the word of the month. Oh, sorry. You have to edit that out then. Um, the uh, winner of the word of the month. Yes. The awesome. winner of the word of the month. I'm sorry. I saw you mentioned that last week. was Tommy1979. Congratulations. That's right. And the, and the one before that it was, was a Mr. good year Hicks. for Tommy's. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But yeah, so stay tuned for that next month. Uh, <laughs> you will have access to that, and you will have access to the private Instagram as well. So be on the lookout for that. One last thing before I let Morgan wrap the show up. If you are interested in representing Sword Chomp in any way, shape, or form, you are able to buy a shirt, a phone case, a pillowcase. Um, you could even buy specially designed condoms. Okay, I lied about that one, but we would love to do that. You can buy. We had them, a bunch and of... then they were all used. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. So we don't want to be giving them. out any refurbished condoms. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's 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 just the situation could be a deal breaker. Uh, we we don't want to end up with that on our hands. We don't want liabilities on our hands or any of the contents when the condom breaks. But anyways, um, if you want to represent Sword Chomp, you want to wear our logo, or you want to bring it around with you when you go to TwitchCon, or you go to any of the cons, or you go to your family reunion, and they're like, hey, I've heard about this new Sword Chomp, and you're wearing this shirt. You can get that at redbubble.com slash people slash Sword Chomp. And we would... Greatly appreciate it if you are interested. If not, that's cool too. Buy buy a gift for your friend. Buy a gift for your family. Buy a like a mini skirt for your dog. I don't care what you do with it. Yeah, yeah. No, but seriously, for all the Einstein geniuses so in your life, there's there is a gift <laughs> at Redbubble. It's true. Dot com we are pro Einstein geniuses. Mm-hmm. So if you would love to buy a shirt for them. <laughs> But no, seriously, That's thank true. you to everyone who's bought a shirt so far and represented us. Seriously, thank you very much. Um, it was kind of a... I've talked about it so many times, it's been a dream of ours to get our logo on a shirt. So um, we're just really excited. And uh, yeah, thank you to everyone. And thank you this month, by the way, uh, personally... Sorry, this is the last, last thing. I, I'm sorry, Morgan. To everyone who's stopped by on the Twitch, who's uh, donated bits... Uh, donated subs or subbed to us, anyone who has given us a raid, a follow, or even just stopped by and talked with us, even Mm -hmm. if it was for a minute or an hour. Seriously, you've made the Twitch feel super alive, and this month has been the best month. I've had to eat, uh, I think, two or three hot sauce bananas ever since we started uh, getting subs. Uh, And... It's been fun and miserable <laughs> at the same time. But no, it's it's been so awesome to see our community there and get to hang out with our community. So um, thank you for all the love and support that you guys give us there and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, it's been fun. So uh, we'll see you next week. Remember, you can go to patreon.com slash swordchomp to learn more and support us. I want to thank Fish for being here from Texas, Shay from Japan, Josh from Michigan, and of course... General Mountain Time, Morgan, myself from Montana. We will see you next week for an all-new Chompcast.